When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I am your host, the big guy, Ryback. Happy Monday, happy Labor Day, ladies and gentlemen. We are streaming live on TikTok and Instagram, the big guy, Ryback22. Thank you for you guys joining the live streams. We'll try to keep the language in check. I would like to keep TikTok going as uh, I've got some really good things going on there. And uh, the views definitely get significantly increased when we leave that on for the entire show. So I'm going to leave it on with that. Guys, we are live here on Ryback TV at YouTube. We are about to hit 400 and I think 37,000 subscribers any moment. So thank you guys. We've got a new feeding time video out as well with Chick-fil-A's Honey Jack Pimento Chicken Sandwich, I believe it was. Outstanding. Check that out as well today if you've got a moment. We are streaming live on Twitch at Ryback Rules. And also a video, the video stream on Twitter at X at Ryback. And here the People's Podcast guys here on X Spaces, Twitter Spaces, where you guys could call in and be a part of this show, health, fitness, supplementation, pro wrestling, sports, and anything and everything in between the People's Podcast. Super Chats on YouTube here on Ryback TV are greatly appreciated and brought up on the screen. If you've got a question on a Super Chat up there, leave it up there and we will get you up in between taking calls on X spaces. This show is available on all podcast platforms. iTunes reviews are greatly appreciated. If you've got a moment to leave a star rating and write a review, if you find this show entertaining, you enjoy this show, I bring you some sort of value to your life. Please leave a review on iTunes. It greatly helps us on the audio charts. This show is brought to you by Feed Me More Nutrition, my premium supplement line sweetened with stevia and monk fruit. No harmful artificial sweeteners or colors for all people, men and women. He, she, and thee. Feedmemore.com. Labor Day sale today going on, guys. Free shaker bottle with all orders and 30% off for everybody, guys. 30% off until midnight Pacific on Feed Me More Nutrition. All Ryback merch on feedmemore.com. Discount code LABOR30. LABOR30. I will get that in the comments and description after this show. Labor 30, 30% off till midnight Pacific. All Feed Me More Nutrition, the best supplements on the planet, and Ryback merch, workout accessories, drinkware, ball caps, feedmemore.com. All right, all right, all right. Let's get going. Wake up. It's podcast time. Uh, we have, we've got a lot going on today, guys, for you want to call in. We're going to be talking about the CM Punk uh aew situation today i'm sure there's going to be uh some people with questions on that 
Also, Sonny Kiss, who, whom I know, their contract has expired uh, with AEW, and they are no longer with the company organization at this time with that. And uh, looking forward to seeing what she does moving forward in the world of pro wrestling. Extremely talented. Was supposed to be on the show a long time ago, and we actually there was that was when I was still doing guest. There was a, a technical difficulty on the internet. Like and I had, I was going to have to get my whole internet redone, and that was another reason too with with guest and the scheduling. And like had had her on, literally ready to go, and like everything went out, and it was very frustrating with that. But maybe now we'll get her back on at some point. Point, I'll shoot her a message and get her on, see what's going on with everything with that. But we're definitely the AEW CM Punk situation is what everybody uh, is talking about. I put out a couple videos on social media on that. And uh, we're going to get to your calls here in a second with that, guys, over here on X Spaces. I see Mike in the chat. Good to see you, Mike. We've got Shawnee the Big Sausage in the house, ladies and gentlemen, as well. And uh, let's just get right into it here. I see Mike has hit the request button. He is my number one pro wrestling informant. <laughs> so uh, we're going to get Mike back on. Mike, welcome back to the Ryback Show. Happy Monday. Happy Labor Day. Great. Same to you. So um, the one thing more than anything else I have an issue with, with what's being reported out there. And, you know, I listen to Cornette because Cornette's entertaining and provides plenty of insight. But I, and of course, predictably, he says that Tony's a pussy for the way he framed this, that he was in fear of his life when, and I don't know if Cornette's taking this into account nor, or anyone else taking into account this piece of the story, but he is using that specific language in the event there's a wrongful termination lawsuit filed by Punk. In addition to the fact that, and this is the other thing too, there's production people there. Now, we don't know if these are full-time production people, if they use different production people, depending on where they're traveling, where they're doing their shows. And if he doesn't do something, the people that were there that witnessed this could easily file multiple lawsuits against the company. And we don't know if those production people are union or not. There's there's another aspect to that, too. But what it boils down to more than anything else is this got to a point where this guy conducted himself so poorly that every excuse Tony was making, you know, Warner Brothers wanted him. He's selling all the merchandise. He's, as you say all the time, you say, well, a very controversial figure that provokes discussion and people watch. He was put him. He put himself in a position where finally something had to be done here. You know, and I'm a fan of his talent. Um, after what he did, and I said this to you before, what he did to him at the scrum last September, when he sat next to a guy, and, and when people call him, like, you know, people like to say Richie, Rich, whatever, it doesn't matter where he got the money from. Gave him back his power after that embarrassing UFC showing. Yes, but not just that. And this is what proves this is all, the, the, the cloak is off here. As far as Punk being the martyr, as far as him wanting to present himself as a guy that wants to do right by you, his colleagues, whatever, he wants yeah. to be better for the business and everything. What he said to him at that scrum last September was the most counter. You imagine WWE cackling watching that? You imagine oh. when they all at their office the next day put on YouTube and they see this guy that they had a bad business relationship with. Now he went to their only competitor in 19 years and he is sowing discord from within. Yep. He's breaking down the company from within. And what he set up there was basically saying, look, you know, uh, the wrestlers, in fact, can't be in management positions and running the show basically with this guy just being a figurehead writing the checks. That's basically what it was. Everything this company was supposed to be, he stood up there and said, these guys don't know what they're doing, unprofessional, whatever. When in reality, and look, th this is the thing too, and Tony's not blameless here. 
he should have sat these guys down in a room and he should have tried, even if these guys are never going to work together. And again, I'm going to just ahead. say please, one thing because I, I wanted because there's a lot just so we can go back and forth. Yeah. And I don't want to forget things. Yeah. Knowing from what I know with people there, from what I've been told, and um, everybody that I know is, is very complimentary of Tony uh, with that. But they they do tell me that he does think differently than like Vince. He has a different mindset towards the business. The one thing I have been told over and over is he does not want to blur the lines and use backstage drama and storylines. So knowing that that is how he thinks, there's no doubt that I think discussions probably took place with other people and wrestlers. I think Tony, though, doesn't want to take this stuff and put it on TV. And I don't know if that's like how he thinks with everything or for this particular situation with Punk. With that, that goes back to the elite, which is why we did not see that play out on TV. And now with this, which is why we are not going to see this play out with TV, it's not even an option in the way that he looks at TV and the way he wants to do business. So that, that is what I have been told repeatedly by people over there. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I, I, I believe all that, but what I don't like, and, and of course you're seeing the bad faith people. And I got to tell you, I watched the show last night and the thing is with their shows, you might look at a card on surface level and be like, you know, I don't know if this will deliver. I don't know if you watched the show last night. It was phenomenal. It, everybody, was busting their ass yeah. like they were motivated. They want to shut up all these people, this massive distraction of this guy. And here's the other thing too, right? If not for the young bucks in Kenny, if not for, I mean, and look, I, I think to this day that Cody was very hesitant to sign because he still had in his mind, I want to do an independent run yeah. and stay in the good graces of WWE. Yep. If you read what the young bucks wrote, and I, I haven't read their book exactly, but they say in the book, basically, Cody was not overly excited or willing immediately to put pen to paper because he didn't want to burn a bridge with WWE. Yeah. And Jericho was just using them as leverage and Vince didn't give him the money he wanted. So Jericho ultimately said, all right, F this, I'm going to go get the money. Because yeah. I think Tony offered Jericho immediately $3 million, And I'm sure the offer, whatever Vince was offering, wasn't close to that. But Vince likes to offer lower money. downsides, but where you could make more. Yeah. Potent. But Vince, even Austin, I think, was like on a million-dollar downside. Like it, and I don't know towards the end, but at one point, but he was making way more with the merch and, and all that. So I don't know if you ever heard the story, but the reason China left was China went to Jim Ross and Vince and said, uh, "I want Austin's money," and they kind of just stared at her, like you, you know, you can't be serious that this conversation is happening. But that's why, yeah, exactly what you said. Austin was on a downside million dollar, which of course CP earned that, but. But that's even, but that was, yeah, I mean, yeah. beyond low when yeah. you consider, like that's there's how many guys in wrestling. You know, Kevin Owens, you just said to get in three million, but yeah. times are changed, money's inflation, all that. A lot is different. Yeah. But and it, yeah. yeah, just as an aside, I don't know if you saw the press conference last night, but uh, Christian sat up there and I don't know if he was, and he's so smart because you don't know if he prepared for the question or not. But some great reporter finally asked a good question in one of these scrums because usually you see these scrums, you know, oh, great match. And these reporters aren't doing their job, at least trying to get worthwhile information for the, the audience, right? But Somebody asked him, what are, what are the chances of Mr. Copeland coming in? And Christian gave a very funny answer about that. And I'm just telling you at this point, um, and also Christian volunteered that he signed a new deal. Yep. So if you look at this, so Christian signed a new deal, Edge did not sign a new deal. It, it does look it's like... a no-brainer at this point. Yeah. yeah. I and will tell you, too, on, on the punk thing, and, and I put out a couple of videos, and it's always unfortunate to see somebody lose their job. And all, all day long, he is beyond talented when it, it comes to the ring and what he's able to do. And But at, it comes at, at, at an expense of, uh, and I think 
the one thing that and it disappoints me with him because I was hoping that as he's aged and, and matures and had has had these experiences, and I just know from what he did with me with the lies with it with it, and I don't doubt that he wasn't hurt. It not wasn't for me. It was from the schedule. He was hurt before we ever touched. But I know that he has an ability to lie with it, and I know he has an ability to to alter things and to word things in a way to make himself look like a victim to try to get, he's very vindictive. And when he, when he gets on a, in a mood, he, he will then try to ruin somebody if he gets in a specific mood with that. And I've seen it firsthand with it, but I've also seen him too. He has a real problem with trying to bully talent when using his power over people that could kick his ass essentially, but they, he will use that power in manipulative ways. And I've seen it firsthand multiple times and anybody in WWE, there's a lot of guys that know, and I'm not going to name names. I've, we've sat there and witnessed it with it, where there's some guys that I know that would, would take him out in a flash where they had to, they had to just kind of bite their tongue on it. And he, it's just like, and one though, he never got away with that with me. And I just, I let him have it with, and that always bothered him, which is why he waited to go do it when he was gone and made up the lies. So oh, I'm just going to try to ruin this guy's career with that. But I say the yeah. truth always wins, but the problem was, and he got back and Tony gave him this deal. He got a huge other opportunity after everything, staying away from wrestling for all that time, not because he was hurt or anything, because he was done with the business. Tried to go to UFC, and that did not work out well. And Tony and them took a chance and gave him the world back with that. And instead of a guy that was, was grateful and humble with it and that could have helped elevate that locker room, I believe he became a cancer and he divides people. And he still has that young mindset with that. And I think that was his downfall there. And you, you brought up the perfect thing with why Tony warded and Tony did the things he did. No doubt that was done specifically for legal reasons on that and what is going forward because he knows, and I think he knows, and with the punk, he knows what punk is capable of now with this and from like legally probably threatening different things. And like, and so he is just covering his bases and he is very intelligent with how he is handling, handling this because he knows what's probably in store. And they're probably just sitting back. Jesus, what is he going to come out and try to say or do in this and that? But he was not good overall for that locker room. And as you saw, too, even when he came back with everything after the Elite, he had to have that title. He had to put the X on that title, even though he wasn't the champion anymore. He needs to feel that he is the focal point or he cannot do business. And I'm telling you this, this is firsthand. Like just he needs to be the center of attention at all times or needs to be getting built up to be the center of attention at all times. And if he's not, he is not a good team player with that and that is and i think that is a huge problem in an organization that has a lot of very talented individuals that needs genuine leadership like jericho that that is able to work with guys and jericho doesn't need to be the focal point at all times with that and jericho but that is the two biggest differences between a guy like him and a guy like punk with it and that and they need they need overall one guy and i think tony realized this one guy and we saw it in the ratings one guy is not capable of changing the, in, in shifting things in a positive direction as far as, like, it doesn't matter how good his segments would be, even though he proved overall the longer he was there, he wasn't this dramatic change. And I've said this from the beginning. It's not one person. It's people coming in, and it's the mindset of the organization going out. We are going to go out here each and every week. We're Like, the effort they put in it all out, but it's going to take a creative effort as well, and people in creative. We are going to put out a product, and we are going to be the number one wrestling company, and we're going to show that. We don't need to mention WWE all the time. We're just going to go put out a better product, better wrestling, and better storylines. And they need both. this, But that's going to come from having a healthy locker room environment and people that overall everyone there goes, look, 
we have this huge opportunity. We are a part of this great change in wrestling where wrestlers are treated better. Let's go out. Let's kick ass. Let's truly become number one. Let's show that in the ratings. Let's show that in the revenue. And it's going to take all of us playing different roles at different points in times. And it's not one guy. Now, granted, one guy can get really hot, and it's a team effort in making sure they protect that for a period of time. But you've got to have a team mentality with this that we are going to go and we are just going to be the best AEW possible. And I think what they did and they finally realized was they can do that without him because what he brings to the table isn't worth the headaches that he brings backstage. And that's, no. and that's no. my from knowing him and knowing and I can tell you all day long he's beyond talented and he can. But I just think he always needs to be the focal point. And if he's not. He's not happy. He creates drama and he creates controversy in a very negative way. And again, if Tony and knowing what I know, this backstage stuff, this would be great if this could be put on TV. And we all know that. But if Tony doesn't believe that in that business and that's not something he wants to do. And I, I understand that with that. If that I, I, I do think there's a lot of money there. But I think for whatever reason, if he has his certain fundamentals, he doesn't want to stray from with it. Then this is all like, hey, then it's not worth it. Right, and I don't know if you saw the report that came out last night, but this has been out there now for a year that somebody, there's a there's a Twitter account that definitely talks to people in and around wrestling, mostly AEW, where they do get information. For example, this guy had Malachi Black. So when Malachi Black went to NXT to the main roster, the head of talent relations for the NXT uh, crew forgot to add in the 90 days in the event he got fired. So if you're fired from NXT, you have 30-day non-compete. If you're fired from the main roster, you have a 90-day non-compete. Yep. So this guy, this Twitter account, to his credit, a week out nail that AEW was trying to figure out, does he have the 30-day? Is he eligible to show up on our program now? And, and he did. So this guy does hear things. But he said there was an incident with William Regal uh, when he debuted for AEW, when he was back, when he was coming through the curtain. Punk went up to him and wouldn't shake his hand and said, I don't trust you. You're just a stooge for Triple H, whatever. Yeah. And so that was reported last night. Now, multiple people gave this reporter the right to put that on the record because multiple people confirmed that it happened. So this is what I do. This is the kind of thing here. Like, I don't like hypocrites and none of us do really. But this guy is setting himself up. If he does go back to WWE, if they will take him back Now Monday Night Football. And I know you're a big football fan, too. Yep. They have the double header next week. They have Rodgers versus Buffalo, which is going to probably get Huge $25 million. Yep. And then they have another game. I forget the game on after it, but it's going to be another. I'm sure it's another marquee game. Yeah. So Raw is going to get murdered. We know that. Raw is going to get absolutely murdered, maybe to the lowest they've been in years. And the only way I can see them bringing him back in is if they really think that he could generate buzz enough through the fall when they're competing with football every Monday night. But, yeah. but again, that will come at the expense. And we already, and I, I saw yeah. the report where they said there's, mul there, there's several top WWE superstars that are against him coming in. I could tell you for a fact, it's way more than that. Ever, <laughs> it's not, it's people don't like him. None of right. us liked him when he was there, his attitude, I'm telling you with it. And he has this, and it's even worse. And this isn't, it, it, it's, I think he's even worse since going to UFC and getting his ass kicked. I think he has such a chip on his shoulder that he's trying to prove to everyone that he's a tough guy with it, that he's, he's walking around with an extra chip on his shoulder backstage with it and that if stuff that if anything is verbal or any controversy or confrontational or whatsoever, his immediate thing is like, well, I'm going to fight you. I want to let's fight like with that. And which is the, you can't in this day and age in any day and age, it's not healthy to have that with that in there and backstage. But I could tell you 
I just know from like the shield guys and like the all like with Moxley as well that like like this is real stuff that they experienced that when they were there that when I was there and all a bunch of other guys that know with this Cody knows they all know the headache that would come with this and they know that he needs to be the focal point with it and so if you think Vince and them the, the majority of their locker room now they've got they got things over there and, and like they know that things are going to get disrupted if he comes back. There, yeah, there's, just, there's no doubt. So it doesn't like he's already shown he's not going to change the ratings overall that big. AEW's ratings are not any different, right? With that, not to say that he didn't couldn't spike a rating from time to time because he can with that depending on the situation with that. But overall, that's where I said it comes down to it's a, it's a group effort overall in storylines. It's much, 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 much more than just one guy in, anymore with that. So I just think in Vince, and there is there's a possibility that they go, yeah, but I go, I just know he has he's a horrible relationship with Hunter with that. They already sent him away when he tried to go back there and, and try to get conversations with him before he went back to AEW with it. And I just think it's not sure there's probably some people there that wouldn't wouldn't mind having him back with that, but it, it's I just think it brings much more drama and baggage and controversy and no good ways bringing him back to is WWE. Because I agree with everything you said. Because I've gone over this ad nauseum with some friends and I. We we're talking about th- this this aspect to it. But I just wonder if Heyman might be the guy. Because yeah. I don't. I mentioned this theory to you, but I said this to somebody I was talking to months ago, a friend of mine, just about the the business calculus seemed to say Cody should go over at Mania, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, why would that not? And I thought maybe Heyman was the one dissenting voice in the room that might have convinced creative <laughs> whoever. That hey, look, go with Roman until next year, which which again, keeps Heyman on TV for another year. By the way, yes, yeah, yes, because Heyman will always look out for Heyman. Just so you know, that's, that's and there's nothing wrong thinking. with that. But that that is yeah. what it is. What it is. No, but that's what I was thinking because I don't know if he's on a per appearance deal. I don't know how his deal structured, but that could tell us a lot about if in fact he was the one dissenting voice saying no, maybe we should wait X amount of time longer. But to what you were just saying there, I, I when he says that to William Regal. Right. There's no and we don't know. Look, we do not know if William Regal is calling Triple H saying this is how this operation's running. This is what they're doing here. This might be the strategy here. We don't know if any of that. took place. But I will say that they are friends. And when you come up with people in the business that you came up with from the very beginning or early on, you always have a relationship with those people. And that's, you know, it's like me with the Nexus guys. We always have a relationship. We came from developmental on like I'm always going to be closer to those guys than a lot of other guys with it yeah. not to say with regal I, I i do believe he is very professional and what you i don't think on that sense like with aew i could see him just being being professional and not talking to them but i think while he's in wwe or there or i think they they, they do talk with that i mean why wouldn't they, they they've he, they've right. had they have a long history it's like punk has his guys i'm sure he if some people were talking about ftr punk and punk overheard it he'd probably go tell ftr Right. It's like people are going to be loyal to their friends. And Regal just happens to be friends with Triple H with that. And they just but he happens to be in the position that he's in, you know, so. Yeah, I don't see at this point, though, everything you said, um, I don't see because I look. But Punk is that's what he does, though, just coming up, like you said, with Regal, like with that. There's no reason to do that. And then in, the, the, what, in AEW, what, what, what are you doing? All you're doing is starting BS that doesn't exist there. He should have been, hey, William, even if you think that, you go, hey, hey, William, it's great to see you. Welcome, welcome over, whatever. With it, why not be the one that, that has 
to create a positive, you know, first thing. Rather, he comes over and creates a negative. This is what I'm talking about. This is what he, he feels that if he thinks a certain way on this, that he he's in a position to get to change things his way all the time. It's like the, the, the Jack Perry stuff, the glass. And granted, now this, I do think he did the right thing in, in, in stating an opinion like you don't use real glass. But here's the thing. None of us own the pro wrestling business. And no matter how much experience we have, and this is a big problem with young guys and older guys, is and older guys that do have experience, we have to know if you give our opinion on something, we have to realize and go, we don't own the business. So people are going to be young and make mistakes. Look, you told him how you feel about it. If he wants to use real glass or they want it, the company should be the one that, that never should have got approved to begin with. With that. So that, but, but just say, but say for whatever reason, say he was hell bent on it. You, you state your case and you got to, you got to just be professional enough to go, all right, you go do, maybe you'll learn the hard way with it. And that's on Perry then on that. It is, it is no longer in your hands. You do not own the company with this. And this is where I think this is his problem with it, where his ego gets out of hand and where he tries to think that he's like the almighty with pro wrestling with it. None of us, no matter how good we are, no matter how much we know, we can state our opinion and this is a, people are going to go out and do what they want to do. And you just have to respect that at the end of the day with it. And it's up to the management and the ownership to then make changes if they don't want to see if things go a certain way. You know, like it's like if talent go, we're not selling anymore. That's up to the organization to then put an end to that. No individual talent per se, because we don't own the business. None of us do with it. And I think that's his big problem is he thinks, oh, I've done this and that. I came from WWE. I'm going to, he, he can't just give his opinion. He has to make you, if it's not his way, then now you're disrespecting him and that ego gets involved with him. And it, this is what happened. It just went finally went too far when Tony finally did the right thing. But like the regal stuff with that, and like with Hunter, that's going to come. Why do you, you think Hunter is going to want him back there? No, like his opinion's not going to change. That's so, the um, thing here because he says that, let's say that was a year or so ago, I think. Yeah. I think that was a year or so ago. So let's fast forward to this week. He does the Cauliflower Alley Club. Uh, he, I think he got an award there. He gave a speech. And what does he do? He goes out of his way to kiss Triple H's ass, which, okay, let's, I mean, again, I'm not going to spend all day on this because I, I don't want to, you know, to, to pry by the listeners here. It's such a long story. But all, every narrative has said that from the moment he was signed, Stephanie called him the king of the Indies. She thought nothing of him. He was very fortunate to have Heyman there that recognized his gifts. And Triple H, at every turn and every meeting, would try and bury him and everything else, whatever. And now he's trying to reset the narrative and trying to erase that bad part of history because maybe he was anticipating earlier this week that he would get dismissed. Maybe he knew, okay, this is the likelihood yeah. because he realized they had cameras and now he just can't say it's my word against his. You yeah. have video proof. Video proof is video proof. Your Which I can't wait to see if that comes out. <laughs> Very telling. Yes. Yes. So at this point, he's trying. I mean, this is the one thing from the WWE perspective that you could probably say interesting. He has no leverage. No, he's and they're owned by Endeavor that knows like who that owns UFC. They're gonna they're gonna be like, why do we want this guy back? Right. Like, right. So it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense to just do a few matches and put this guy in a position where he's going to be doing media for you. You're going to have to ask, Hey, wait a minute. Didn't this company fund a, a doctor that sued you for $2 million? Cause that's what I was going to say to you earlier. I don't think he wanted to come back to wrestling. No, I he didn't. Think, he right. was done. It was only because was of that's why I'm saying Tony and them gave him an opportunity and gave him right. his power back. Right. And we saw what he did again, multiple times when you gave him his power back. 
Yeah. That yeah, power was stripped when he went to UFC and he got sh- the world got shown like and granted his credit to go out and do it. But oh, sure. And that's it, the one thing, I because I'm a huge, I know you are too. I love the yeah. sport. I love it. And, and you know what? You have to, at the end of the day, say, you know what? Wherever you think about this guy, once that cage door closes, okay, you're standing across from somebody. Yeah. And they tried to find somebody that he could beat in his first fight. When I saw Mickey Gall's vignettes when he was training, I said, there's no way that he's going to, you saw the kid's potential. Yeah. I still think he has potential. He's going to work his way back up. But that guy, there he wasn't. There was no. I didn't see how that would happen. But Dana did not want to just find some guy to mow him over. He wanted that WWE buzz as much as possible. It's a great business move to try it. That's what Bellator does with guys and gives them wins and tries. You want to get. You want to get. That's what when Bellator went made the offer when I was right when I'd left. It was to whoever the to the Pat was doing handling all that. It was to try to get you as you know a handful of wins and experience to get you read like. That's what they want. They want because they, they cash in on that along the way. Right. And then if at whatever point it doesn't work out, then then at least we made our money, made money on it. And, the, and that's good business right there doing that with that. But I'm sure UFC would have loved for him to come in and get a couple wins or a few wins and start yeah. working his way up. But, and he never would have ever gone back to wrestling with that. And that's what I said. Here's the difference. And it's funny how our career, our careers have paralleled each other in certain ways. It is. And, no, it is. And, like, I bet you, yeah. He here's the th- the difference. He sold out when he took the paycheck on sp- where he was like, I'm going to change the business and that. And th- this is why I've always said he's a fraud. I've actually spoken up and, and done this time and time again at the expense of maybe me coming back to the business with it, with the way that some of the things have come out by speaking up for the betterment of things for pro wrestlers with this on it. And the other thing that I, the, there was one other thing on that I wanted to, to, sh- to point out the difference between son of a bitch. There's something else that I forget. It just completely forgot. You were talking about the Endeavor taking over WWE. You were just talking about how, just just the idea that. Oh, just talking that. about this, this, but essentially with us, how our careers have paralleled each other. Right. The other thing was I wanted to say was I didn't want to leave wrestling. I, with the injuries, had to, and to get my health back with this. And I think that's the big difference. He was not injured in a way from not to say that he couldn't just use the time to, you know, whatever mentally and physically, but like I legitimately had career ending injuries with this where like I, but I never wanted to leave to begin with. And I think there's some distinct differences in this, but like the things that I think it's funny sometimes how this is paralleled each other and the time being away and how it all kind of is going to probably sync up by the time I come back. It's wild with that. But I go, I just think that like the things that he says, sometimes he's a fraud in many ways with this, despite like how great he can be at times with it. So I just think though, the I told you the truth always wins. And it's like, I just think time always always shows eventually the truth comes out with it. And now we're going to see, like, with all this stuff and the drama. And WWE knows the headache that he is. This is the – and, like, with them and Vince in the direction – like, in the, the reality of the situation is, is where do you bring him back and put him? Do you think he's going to – you know, now, granted, Heyman, if, if the thing with Roman is coming to an end, Heyman very well will shift away from Roman. It can shift back to wanting Punk because he knows right. that and, like, to, he can – by, but I'm telling you, you're doing that. You were creating a toxic pairing right there backstage. And I know this firsthand with what Paul and Punk, because Paul will do whatever Punk wants to keep Punk happy, to keep him working, to keep Paul making money at any at the expense of anything. And so that is where I think that's like, I think AEW is going to reach new highs moving forward because I think they're going to be united more than ever in that locker room. And I think WWE, if they bring Punk in, they are going to become more divided than ever 
with it. Yeah, and one more thing I wanted to ask you before I let you go, Joe, I want to be rude to all the other people waiting, but um, has anyone in the industry reached out to you and said, you know what, I might have had a bad take about when Punk was saying things about you because I see fans here and there starting to wake up, and I like what you're saying. You're pretty much telling them to F off, which is so funny, and you're right, Yeah. But has anyone in the industry surprised you by saying, hey, look, you know, maybe I didn't have this thing right because the way he, you know, everything going forward with him, everything's going to be put under a microscope now because this guy's got, I think this guy is, and I'm not even trying to make fun here. I think there's a psychological component. Oh, I know there is. I just know from the lies that he told with, I, like, I, I know, like, I already know. Like, I just, I know the fact that he waited to go lie. I go, how manipulative and, and just degenerative do you need to be to go lie and tell people that I dropped you through concrete and that you, you had this conversation where I said, I'm dumb as F facts. Like to make you, I go, I just know, I go, you are out of your mind with this. So I just think that there's severe problems, man. And there, there has been since he was a kid. And I've said this over and over and over and over and people, nope, everyone I always talk to, I got along with everyone in WWE for the most part with that. There was no, I've talked to so many people over the years. I've never had anybody where they said anything where they like defended Phil on anything. Like this is, it's like, even when I let the things I've talked about, I have guys message me, thank you for speaking up on things and this and like, I know why certain guys like won't follow or won't publicly because I know that, in the, but the, that I have my few friends that don't give it, don't care that will follow me no matter what on social and everything. And, and they, cause they're, they're, they're fine. They're content that peace. They're not worried about any negative ramifications or anything, but I do understand others that have families and they know how the business works that if they see them, Oh, what are they doing talking to him on social or this and that? So, but one more thing to what you just said, and I'll let you go. But um, Conrad Thompson was having people over because uh, they were in Alabama for a house show. I want to say last weekend. And so I think it was on a Sunday. So people came over for ribs that he made. So abyss who is a producer for WWE, um, he was terrified to go over Conrad's house and even ask Bruce permission, as I'm sure you know Bruce and Conrad are buddies. But yep. Conrad will not say on his podcast who uh, who of the WWE talent, other than Abyss, who was a producer, showed up at his house because, and he doesn't come around and say this, but the inference is clear in that he doesn't want to get them in trouble because W. And then when I hear stuff like that, and I, I think I mentioned, I don't know if I ever mentioned this before, and I love Adam Cole, but I think he's too nice for his own good. But when AEW was having their first event ever, uh, as you know, Britt Baker is Adam Cole's girlfriend. Adam Cole flew out there to the site of the pay-per-view, books his hotel, whatever. And I don't know why he'd do this. I don't for the life of me, but he called up talent relations and said, is it okay if I go backstage? Now, Now, first of all, you guys are independent contractors. As long as you're not on camera for another promotion while under contract, you're more than welcome to go backstage. And I just felt that was, oh, that was so crazy. But they didn't say no to him, but they strongly suggested they wouldn't be happy. And, it, and it's stuff like that where you just, you you can see that the WWE has such a stranglehold yeah. on the lives of these people to the point where they're afraid. You're afraid of every decision. This is why, yeah. when I, this is why I speak and I do the way that I am. Right. I go, I literally go, I, I got out of Shawshank. With it, I go. You guys are not going to control me. But this is why Vince and them latched onto the social media. It's all a game. Right. They go, oh, we are going to control you still. This is what right. this is what's going on with that. But this is why I'm not backing down. I go, nope. I am freedom of speech and living my life. I'm not going to look over my shoulder. I'm not going to worry about a decision I make, anything ever again. Being away from you guys with that, and that's but that's what everyone experiences. And this is what I'm trying to get across to all of you: how crazy it is. With that, that a man can't even be with his wife backstage to support his wife 
with it without them getting jealous and insecure and and just just whatever other weird emotions that go through. You heard that, about the Benoit thing, right? Where David Benoit was um, for a long period of time. Whenever they were near where he lived, he would go backstage. And now for the, for this, look, I don't know why he'd do this. I don't even think he thought about it. I don't think he can look. I don't blame. I don't think he's that big of a fan these days. But David Benoit was wearing an AEW sweatshirt backstage at a WWE live event. Yeah. And as you can imagine, uh, they weren't too happy. So, firstly, they banned him temporarily until I'm sure his lawyer uh, gave them a nice phone call and mentioned maybe one or two reasons why they would want to rescind that banishment. But what I was just going to say, just to finish this, is when I hear stuff like that, the one thing I think more than anything, and you're not like this, you understand the situation, but more of these people have to understand. It's like the Saudi mess, right? Yeah. Like we all heard the rumor was that Carl Anderson was the source for the Security Exchange Commission, which got a settlement because I don't know exactly the legal jargon, but the WWE was forced to provide some kind of settlement for not telling the truth about what happened there. Yeah. But when Carl Anderson was the alleged source for the settlement, the WWE applied to try and take his trademark which is hysterical and weird. It's the weirdest company on the planet. Yep. They're the most arrogant bunch. Like I like Michael Cole, for example, but apparently he was like high-fiving Ariel Hawani when Ariel Hawani did something for them when they were in Canada months back. And because Ariel was like getting upset at Tony for, and by the way, the, the interview Tony did to Ariel's, to be fair to Ariel, Tony was really not giving him anything. I can understand Ariel's frustration as an interviewer. You got a 45-minute interview. We have no substance and nothing to really promote it with. I get that. But Michael Cole seems to think that WWE should be the only place they exist. Michael Hayes, based off comments he made, there should be no other way for you guys to make money unless it's by our hand. Yeah. And these guys get wrapped up in this strange, strange cocoon. That Vince mindset. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it I, is. And but they're yeah. they're just they want to protect Vince because Vince has given them a certain level of money with it. And so they're they're just trying to protect their money with it. And it's it's a crazy Vince. This is why it's that negative, crazy Vince mindset that those that stay close to him for too long get. Yeah. And it, I will tell you to let you go because I don't want to keep you a second longer. But if you have time this week, go check out the new uh current angle documentary on Peacock. It's really an exciting I just saw that. I was gonna I have my my everything. I actually switched and got my stuff hooked up in the living room to watch oh, there you go. the event. So uh, not in my office anymore. So I'm gonna actually I saw that yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to watch that. It's phenomenal. It's in my opinion, I am sure you'll at least agree he's up in the top three, but yeah. I've never in my One life had to watch this since I was 13, I've never in my life seen somebody that not just picks up every aspect of the physical part, but the entertainment side. Yeah. The, I mean, man, and you know, I hate the fact that he's in such pain today and he seems to be the nicest guy. And thank God he's still with us. Yeah, no, it's, this is what I, this is why I made the decisions I made is from people that came before that I saw how bad right. they were suffering. Right. And I go, that I go, and like, I, it, I go, I have to get my health back or I'm done. Like my yeah. quality of life was already done at 34. And that's why, like, I, it kills me to see this because they give everything. But it's the, that's what happens when you take the, the Toradol and the cortisone. It eats away your body, and you keep taking things, uh, the ibuprofen and the things every single day. And it just, it, you it get to a point where your body, you can't regenerate it, where you're just done. And this is what, like, it, it's beyond sad. And I hope, I just saw, like, he's saying he needs to get his shoulder replaced. Right. And that's what, like, I told, I try to tell people that don't understand. I go, I, that's what I have to get my shoulder replaced at 34 and I chose not to. And I've been it's like, I don't think people understand like how long, like this has never been done, but it's very painful. Like I'm not in pain anymore. And I'm like, so blessed to even be like, and got my body back and be healthy. But like, I know like the pain that he is in on certain things 
with that. And I know people with the back pain, how much pain they are in. Like once you're done, you're done. And like but the, it, the thing is, and he's even talked, he goes, I wish I maybe retired five years earlier because his quality of life, you now you're miserable. You can't do basic things. You can't share in basic happy moments with your family. You right. can't get on the ground. These are things, and I, I I feel I'm actually blessed to have experienced this in the prime of my life, and to like to realize how important health is. And like, but like I really really sympathize and empathize like with Kurt. Like these guys, though, they give everything to to this, and then like at the end, though, you're left with nothing. In this, and it's what sucks. That's why I say health is wealth with it, and like. And I think there's all wrestlers in today yet just we got to learn from this and say we you want to try to you want to try to get into the business and get out with your body intact to a certain degree. The problem is, is we go week to week and like Seth, you know, talking about his back issues, if these are legit, like there's WWE has a real problem on their hands with like they were losing guys left and right. Like they don't have the roster depth of, of big time names that they once had. And what happens is you don't have names for your other top guys to work with. So then everything starts going down really quickly. Like if, if, you know, if you don't got somebody for Roman to work with month after month and Cody to work with, you know, if you don't have people to help elevate LA night after, you know what I mean? Like you're right. This yeah. stuff is a real problem, but your health, like with Seth, like if his back is truly already going, like this is something where he should be taken off the road and get the treatment that he needs and given six months off or eight months off so that he can, his quality of life long-term. But what happens is you'll keep pushing and pushing and pushing and go week, month, and then a year turns into two or three. And then before you know it or whatever, his back just blows out, he's done. And then the rest that's of his life. I say to you, that's why I say to you as far as uh, Seth goes, I mean, He's now changing his public. Now, keep in mind, public, private, he watches all their shows, and I know he supports them, but publicly, he's been Mr. Raw, Raw, WWE. They're taking food off my table, those foolish comments, but they were all designed to make this current employer happy. But there's no way that he's not considering the idea of going to work once a week for $3 million. Everybody week. would consider it. This, there's nobody like this pro WWE all the way. Like I know from being there, I know the conversations that take place with this right. but this is where a lot of guys when you're in the company and you we just talked about the the yeah. walking on eggshells and the fear you were told if you do media like and i did media for a long time so i know the 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 wording that goes into this it's like if you go back and listen to media interviews when while i'm in wwe compared to when i'm away they are night and day with it as far as like and, and like i'm always positive and stuff but you were very pro wwe like you have to be you can't even you don't want to even touch on anything negative or anything with them. And they've got people sitting in there watching you while you speak with this that have their phones that are like, this is the, the environment that you're in. So when you're under contract, you have to speak a certain, and I understand like the company, but like they really, really hammer at home, like stay away from this or that. Like when punk, when I was doing, I was doing media when all the punk stuff came out, like I just happened to be on the media tour doing a lot of media with it. And I was told do not, do not retaliate, do not do anything. And so I had to give a very, like, I wish punk the best. I don't understand. Like I, and that was being told. I remember that. I remember how you were that. You're right. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to defend myself with it. And that was, and that bothered me, but I go, this is what I'm literally doing all the media with this. And it was coming up everywhere. So my directions, the directive I was getting was diffuse it as quickly as possible. Positive response, move forward to get to a, to get yeah. to another topic. And I think I, I do it very well and I was able to with it. And they they were, got off the topic, but like it wasn't, they didn't want me like defending myself. Go, no, he made that shit up. Like with that, because then that would take over the headlines with it and everything. And so it, it's just, 
it's crazy, man. It's all crazy. I, you know, I, but I, I just with Kurt and everybody, like the injuries, like the people, this is you, you put everything into this and like you go, 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 go. There just gets to a point where there's no, there's no, you know, point of no return. And now with stem cells and things, there are, but if you catch it in time, which I got just in the nick of time with that, but like, this is why I said like that company bio accelerator that, that gave me my life back. It, it blows my mind that AEW and WWE doesn't have a business relationship with these companies to send their talent down periodically to recharge them with that for the people it will prevent and it will keep people healthy long-term with it. Like, but if so if Seth has truly has back injuries, one, you should find a way to get the title off of him or give him, if you're going to just keep, you want to keep the title on him, try to give him two or three months off something and let him try to do something. Go get some treatment and see if it improves. But like this fighting through is where you end up, like where you've got it. You don't want to get to the point where you need hip replacements, knee replacements, shoulder replacements, because there's no coming back from that ultimately for a lot of this. Yeah, I'm just going to say what we said, just two more things. But uh, as far as the set thing goes, maybe – Maybe he's working through the end of his contract so they don't add time to it, right? Very possible, yeah. Right? And the other thing I was going to tell you, actually, one more one more other thing. I was going to tell you that Kurt wasn't told at the time when he worked Mania 19 that he had a tumor in his neck. Jeez. So that, that's a little-known story that Kurt put out there years ago that, yes, Kurt, oh, we're so grateful for you to work for us, but we're not going to tell you we caught a tumor in your neck. Yeah. But they, this is how cold this industry is. That's why. They, they, they will use you up and then not. They, yeah. We see it, too. They will erase you from their history. They did it with me. They did it. They're doing it with Sasha. They've done it with Moxley. It, they, they literally will erase you the moment you're gone with it. If they're not, they, whether you speak illy of them or not. This is, this is why I'm trying to tell people, I know Bray and the things that he, we used to talk about, like with right. this, I just know, like, nobody's going to be there for you when this is all over. You're just there to make them money for the time being, and there's no long-term relationship with it. Have you thought about two, uh, I'm sure you have, probably a silly question, but I'll ask it anyway, just for hell of it, but have you thought about two, the idea, if and when you do um, go somewhere else, somewhere where you want to go, um, have you thought about the idea that that person has the reach and the clout and the resources to get you in touch with Instagram, to get you in touch with Twitter and end all this foolishness. Yeah. Because that's what I, that, no yeah. doubt. Right. That's why right. with everything with right. AEW and, but I've been told, I talked to enough people that right. I was like, and like, I've been told like their social team, they, they, they've got a decent social team, but they like, they, they don't have any contacts, you know, they, this, it would have to be going above the social team essentially. And again, and there's, could happen. Could it, happen. It, it would it would it would take finding the right contact that could bypass some some things and or set up meetings in person meetings with that. Millionaires are powerful people, as you know better than anyone. Yeah, else and, that, and that. So yeah. I, I think there, obviously I think that that company for that right there is is beyond important for my life and my business right. with right. that. Yes, but yes. it's it, so yeah. I, I've I talked about that on here. Yeah. That's where like. Other companies may not be as beneficial on that end because no matter what I do, even if I go, hey, I'm just going to be happy and run my life and business and do independence and, and right. just be happy and not have to worry about anything and try to just do some big shows and sell merch at the big shows and, you know, try to get to Mexico and try to go do something with Kali in India, which I have a huge following over there and try to sell out some huge places and see if we can do like I may, may make more money than ever. But at the same time, my social media problems can still persist. And that is, and that is something that I desperately want to address and get fixed. I have to, 
So you know, that's what I love about just hearing with you. Know, I'll let you go mercifully on this. Don't want to keep you a second longer, but that's what I love hearing in that you are considering every option, including, I know you've said this before, filming your matches on the independence, putting them up to YouTube, showing, showing yeah. how valuable you are. And you've, you've thought about this. You're approaching this completely as a business. You're, you, you have certain things you want, but you're ready to take door number two, door number three, if you have to, but it's yeah. not saying. That's what AEW, and I've talked to enough yeah. people, I go, yeah. it's physical acting. I go, I, I look at this, and the, the Goldberg thing was just my option because it was there, if it's there, possibly. Right. I don't need right. him, though, with any of this. I go, right. I, ha I already have 10 different ideas with this that we're ready to get Bloom, Barry Bloom on the phone, and let's try to negotiate. And, like, I have, you see, for me, the cool, cool thing is, too, and, like, this is, like, say, like, say everyone, say all the things that have been put out negative on me. Say they're true. Say with that. And so, say, like, AEW, Tony, like, takes them at face value. Oh, my God. Like, he doesn't know me, right? But, like, I have my, my trademark in my name where I could license these out for a year, two years, where you're going to make money on this from a merchandising standpoint and an action figure standpoint, where you could just do deals on, like, I could just work out a deal with AEW where I never wrestle, where we just right. use my name and likeness in the video games and the merchandise with that. Now, does it do as well as if I'm on TV? It does way better when you're on TV with that. But I go, hey, let's just work out a one program deal. And you could see for yourself if I'm what they say that I am. At the very least, you're going to make money for a year, though with everything i have options with this and for whatever reason if they go you know what we we don't know we just had the punk stuff and like even though i have nothing to do with any of that and i've never been like that with that right. but just say that he bought it all i got to do is just go be me and go back and do go sell out some arenas on the indies and go at some point in time they're going to go hey maybe the, this stuff is lies with it and an opportunity right. will present itself with it but like i could do that hey impact maybe we come out with an agreement do go do a few programs there you could license out the name for a year and i can make all my merch and i can still go do my indies i can make more money than ever and the truth is going to eventually win even though i have my direct path that i want to go for whatever reason if that gets cut off there's going to be 10 other points we can go with all of this so no you you nailed you nailed everything of course i i know where you ultimately want to go and i think at this point I don't see why that won't happen once you're clear, once you're healthy. But look, thank you for all the time as usual. Thank Likewise. you. I love the insight. It's a joy listening to you because, again, I'm fast. I have this fascination with this industry. I've been a fan since I'm 13, and I love hearing everything you're talking about, just the business end, everything you got to deal with. And it's not necessarily for dirt, it's for insight. Yeah. I don't know if you listen to Jeff Jarrett's podcast, but you'd love it. I, I love, love Jeff. It. I get along. We follow each other, and he's always been complimentary towards me, man. That, he has. He has. He brought, you came up on the show a couple weeks ago. They were both. Yeah, Conrad knows what's going on. Conrad, Conrad is, is me and him have talked. I haven't talked to him in a while, but right. he, you know, he's close with like Arn and the guys, and Arn's always defended Arn. No, like that's why I say the people that know me know what's going on with right. this. And it's why, even though there's been a few things, it's like I think it's all going to work itself out because I just have to be cleared. And like, I don't, but all the BS with people go, nobody will sign you. I'm like, <laughs> I haven't been available to be signed. With this, like, I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm going and doing appearances and wrestling on the indies and like not on TV. I'm not wrestling with things, and there's a reason for it. Like, so it's all going to work out. And that's why I've just been so hell bent. I go, just get your health back, and it's all right. going to work itself out. So, right. Well, look, uh, again, you've been more and more and more than generous each time. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day, and uh, everything's going to work. And again, everything you notice, everything's going to work out when it's supposed to and hope you get healthy as soon as possible mike a pleasure as always and thank yep. you very much for the kind words have a great monday you too thank you good deal thank you thank you mike with some great insight with everything going on today taking a look at the chat real quick before we get the big sausage in the house 
people are gonna ever no one's complaining we don't have the stalker in the chat down but man he only lets mike and, and shawnee on the show well it's my show big sausage we are on tiktok just letting you know up front happy labor day uh-oh it's twitter x is we're getting the long connecting signal on shawnee shawnee might have to go to the backup account X is like, no, this Mike guy, they're 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 having too much talking too much truth on the show. We can't have a follow-up with Sh- wait, Shawnee. Are you there? I can't hear you. Elon is literally in the control room right now, messing with the things. They're like, he's trying to talk to Shawnee. Mess with the set. Shawnee, can you you're coming in and out? Elon, let him on. Please, Linda, X, come on. We're allowed, we can have, I'm allowed to feel good and talk to people that I enjoy talking to on here. They're like, no, no, don't let him talk to anyone until the stalker gets approved. More death threats. Shawnee, I'm going to remove you. I hope it doesn't kick you off. Can you try, I'm going to click add invite to speak and see if it lets you on. Let me see. Add speaker. Are you Shawnee? Are you there? Hey, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't talk about me and CM Punk, big guy. At least he can lift me over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> great Paul Haven there. <laughs> Yo, they want—they don't want me to talk to you. I'll tell you that much. Because I legit just tried to get on when you accepted me and i tried to unmute the mic and every time i unmuted it it went back to mute yeah i don't it's crazy i don't know why they're do that's i told you when i go to search for my name twitter won't let me search my name many times it says there's no results for ryback even though i'll go on my other account and see all the new tweets i'm like oh yeah there's a ton of new tweets we got to make sure they're not trying to hashtag silence the sausage. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get that trending. Silence the sausage. Silence the sausage. That's it. That's oh, it. man. I, I, well, I hope you're doing all right with everything with the CM Punk firing. I know you're probably a little beat up today. Oh, I'm so devastated. I don't even know what to do with myself. I figured you're probably walking in circles out naked outside. <clears throat> I don't know what the bigger joke, him getting fired or um, uh, the Bucks doing a, 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 a lap around the ring after uh, after the show. Did you see that? Wait, what happened? The Young Bucks came out after the show was over and they did a victory lap. Oh, I love it. I love it. I, I think I'll get along. I want to come back and be a, a trio's tag team with the Bucks and call us Rybucks. Rye Bucks, and then we're going to come out with our own line of coffee as well. Rye Bucks coffee. Like that. That's what I, I hate them, but I would never want you to see to, to, to you endure there. But I, because I, I want it, but you would be, I would try to get that's where we, we would try to merge our audiences together. Where we, we like the people, like their audience might hate me and my audience might hate them, but we merge together and we, we unite everybody. Where they're like, man, these guys sell really good coffee, and that you know. They hit the guys with the 20 super kicks, and then I come in with one meat chin music. Bam! The meat chin music from the big guy with that. And then we do the two. Brother, you haven't wait, you've never heard of meat chin music? No, I never That's my super kick. I hit I used to hit it on Rusev and Bray all the time. 
Bro, I threw a hell of a super kick. I don't know if you got to, you guys got to look that up. I got to look it up. Hold meat on. chin, Ryback meat chin music. It's my, literally the name of my super kick. I've, that is a great name, bro. That is a great Bro, name. I'm a, I've got gimmicks for everything. Everything I do. My, 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 my big splash off the top is called the meat grinder or flyback. You're that, or whenever I do a high flying move, it's flyback. But, bro, I'm not, and I've got my bad left foot, my balance. I have trouble sometimes on the balance of my left foot, and I sometimes I fall down when I do it, but I throw it, it looks legit. Oh my god, that bro, that's crazy. Honestly, I give you credit. It's hard as a big guy to, to get your legs. Bro, I flex, I can throw my legs up. I can, I, I used to stretch and get my leg. I remember Big Show walking by once. There was this really high case backstage at a live event, and I had my leg all the way, like almost vertical on it, stretching out. I always stretch out and warm up when I like before the matches with that. And he goes, "Holy hell, you're flexible!" And I'm really, like, but like I, I take pride in that stuff. You know, people think I'm like, no, I get it, I get it. I just get people it. think I just beat on my chest and like throw guys off on the lockup, and that's it. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you were gonna say people thought I beat on my. I, 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 I just lock up, throw a knee to the gut, hit gloms on the back all day long. Sell for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. This whole thing with Tony came out. Listen, I have to say, I know Tony gets a lot of heat, but I really like Tony. I think Tony is. I would love uh, to be his personal security and come back. And my gimmick is I keep punks away. But I, I and like get me back on TV before I'm cleared and just be Tony. He could be the biggest heat magnet in wrestling. If, with his personality just Tony out there cutting promos with me as his personal security, I would I would keep him protected. You you must take at least 60 milligrams of Adderall a day to keep him <laughs> I start taking it as well. And my eyes, they start, I would look, oh, my God. Bro, I see his eyes and I'm like, well, people think it's Coke. I don't think it's Coke. I think it's Adderall. It probably is, yeah. takes way too much of it. Way too much of it. But I I don't know, man. I, I do know there are some people, though, that, too, just, like, have, like, because Gary yeah, Vaynerchuk is a guy, they just have energy. Where, yes. like, but I'm telling you, if he, he has, he could have a really good sleep schedule. Like, I have energy morning to night and get up four or five every morning and go all day till I go to bed. And yeah. I sleep seven, eight hours every night consistently. And I'm never tired with that yeah so like i but when you're in the media and like he could just be like to that could be like a natural response from with the cameras because like everybody so has it i'm just i'm just giving options i'm not saying you're wrong like a deer in <laughs> but i love i i love it though because i think he has such a unique look he could have Me i too. think he could become their biggest character on tv if he were a to put like I if heel in like heel Tony Khan on TV. That's why I, said, I, I thought about I was I was talking to people and they go, he, he doesn't want to blur storylines or anything. I go, man, I that would be the only role I would ever consider coming back to wrestling and not wrestling until I was cleared. I go to be his security because I already know that would be a top position. Just Tony and Gorilla with me right by his side at all times, just shots throughout the show. Tony and me cutting opening AEW Dynamite and Collision, cutting heel promos. Don't even announce that they signed you. Just come out. I'm just out in a suit with them. Just and, the, and it's just I just have an airbrush jacket that say I keep punks away. Bro, you are honestly, you are a hundred percent right. Heel Tony would be, I think, as big as heel Vince. I think I think it could be bigger this day and age with social media. I that's why I said I go. Why aren't I go? There's so much. He he 
he because he when you have money you have power with it yeah. and that people that's what that's what's money. lacking that's with star power you need people he has all the money and that with that I'm telling you it'd be an egotistical Tony Khan holy hell I just think it, it would be I agree with you a thousand percent uh, I just think his personality I really truly think that Tony is a kind person I really believe that I believe that like. Uh, that's why if I were a wrestler, I would want to work at AEW uh, just for that reason alone. I want to go there just for the hugs. Yeah, I, bro, I hug everybody. Bro, when that was, there, it would... You hug everybody, you know? Those, I, I, I will never understand people. I go, I would rather have a guy that loves me and that appreciates me and wants to hug me rather than somebody yeah. that wants to screw my life up forever and doesn't care about yeah. me. Like, oh, let's make like, fun of that. Like, no, like I want all the like hugs in the world. That, Vince is like that dad that gives you like emotional abuse and, and you grow up like, why does my dad hate me? Like, He's why? like the guy that whips you with the belt all your childhood and kicks you out before you're 18 and then never talks to you for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but deep down, you want him to love you, but he just doesn't have that 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 exactly. love in him. Like you spend your whole life trying to fulfill like the love that That's all that. He, I'm telling you, that's why all the people that say that weird Vincent was like a father figure, it's a lie. He's not a father figure to anybody. I saw, I think even Matt Hardy, and I love Matt, said that about Bray. And they, like, no, Bray's dad was his dad. Mike Rotundo was yes. his dad. With that, Vince yep. was not, I know from talking, he was not his father figure. Like, yep, yep. yep. None, but I, I think, though, a lot of guys, though, he treats you so badly that it's a, it, it, it's a 48 laws of power trick where he, you, he tries to get you, he treats you a certain way that you're desperately trying to earn his love. And that's what a lot of the talent, yes. that's why they sacrifice everything. And they're all doing it to try to, where he doesn't care. And like once you realize that, you're like, I'm telling you, I'm spot on on the Vince psychology. I know. I've read enough books and understand. I go, oh, that I read the books. I was smart enough to read the books that he read to run his business. And that's when I figured, I go, nope, done with this. Yep. So I agree. I agree 100%. Big guy, I got, let's get off wrestling for a second. I got, I got one of those nachos. No, the Wendy's or the Wendy's burger. I was, yeah, I was going to send it to you last night, but I didn't want to bother you. But I, I got it, and uh, it was delicious, big guy. I give it 10 burgers. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't want to call me at 3 a.m. my time and or, or 12 a.m. my time uh, and say, big guy, I'm at Wendy's at 3 a.m. I've got the new nacho cheeseburger. Shawnee, give me a couple hours. I'm getting up here. Just let me. The, uh, they're not, brother, they're not in Vegas yet, though. They're, they're, Are you sure? Because my my Uber Eats said that my Wendy's didn't have it, and then I went to the Wendy's and they oh, had it. Oh, so maybe that's what it is. Postmates may maybe not have it. Doesn't have it on the app yet. Exactly. I was gonna tell you. That's why I ah. because I figured that you will, uh, you always say you order it from Uber Eats. I order it. Yeah, if I'm not out when I do the videos, I just order it yeah, to my house. So- if you pass a Wendy's big guy, just go in and see if they have it. I'm telling you. I'm gonna I'm gonna it. go uh, when I do my cardio today, and I actually got to get my shoulder worked on today. I'll, I'll take a look at one of the Wendy's and just see if they have it in person. It was absolutely. I got a single because I uh, I told you I don't like yeah like big meals and and the the single it was absolutely perfect it's on like this cheesy bread and like there's like these like crunches of like nachos in there or something and uh and and i put a little ketchup on it and it was absolutely so do they have like little tortilla chip strips on it or something something in there yeah it's like crunchy so like when you bite into the burger like you get a nice crunch and you get the queso cheese oh me personally i love ketchup 
so they can mix with ketchup and the cheese. It's delicious, big guy. It's you're gonna love it. If That's what I'm gonna have that this week on the channel on Friday, then because I I got Chick Fil A, brother. I I don't eat Chick Fil A. I've only had it I think one or two times my whole life. I, I take that back. I ate there once for the channel early on. I ate there I think once or twice another time the grilled chicken sandwiches over the years. With that, not a lot though. I never just never was an option really. Never like never really just stood out to me. Even though I do like their food, but they they have a honey jack pimento fried chicken sandwich. It was unbelievable with it with the wow. the, the honey jack pimento. It was it, it almost like it was like a queso type like flavor. It was unbelievable. That the new one you just put it out right. I yeah, it, it just came out. Yeah. Oh, there's some grunts yeah. in that one, brother. It was. <laughs> I. It, I can't I, I don't think I said a word eating the first one like usually I just kept I just kept taking bites I was like I'm just gonna fin- I got two of them I was like I'm just gonna finish the first one because like I didn't even want I didn't even want to talk to anybody because like that's the other thing like I don't get to enjoy the food I haven't got to talk usually I said the hell with it I'm not saying I like I should just start doing that I don't even talk I just do the ASMR I've got the I because I see all these weirdos on TikTok and that and they've got I've got the microphone to get the really good sound I should just plug yeah. that into my phone and not say a word and see because like the one video I did the chips I don't say a word oh, I, I'm almost at four I'm like thing. it's yeah. my most viewed video I go maybe I should just stop talking on those. You should just try one and see how it goes, yeah, guy, and then and go after that because I yeah. talk on everything I, else that I do. Like that's like that's true. So I'm that's like, true. why not just go straight for that ASMR audience that is just the people that just need to hear the the chewing sounds and my heavy grunts before shot. they go to bed. Like just like people that people that just like love those heavy grunts as they fall asleep and that chewing sound. <laughs> hey baby, I'm going to sleep. I put it on my right back machine. Bro, I'm telling you, there's my my supplement manufacturer, his kids. He goes, he goes, brother, I don't know what's going on in the world. He goes, my kids, he he goes, they literally fall asleep to you at night. Like he goes, they watch your chip video to go to bed. And he, he's the guy that makes my supplements, my manufacturer. This this insanely filthy rich man. Is messaging me, telling me That's his kids amazing. go to sleep watching me eating chips. That is amazing. Oh, <laughs> and I just man. said, I'm so sorry, man. I go, it was all made as a joke if it helps. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, um, the, guy, the, the lead singer of Smash Mouth. Uh, uh, Smash Mouth passed away. Yeah, Did, uh, yeah. I didn't. So I just saw that, man, I saw the thing where it said he only had days to live yesterday at night. So he passed away already. He passed away, man. What was his hey name? Now, you're an all-star. Yeah. Come on, go play. It was, hey now, yeah, brother, that song, he had liver failure, right? Uh, I be, uh, let me, I don't want to mistalk. Let me tell you. Hold on. Didn't they also do uh, the song, uh, Make Love, or um, the, the, the animal song? No, uh, no, that was... Uh, that was the Bloodhound gang. Yeah, Blood. I'm sorry. That's one. That's what I was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking of. That's my life theme song, big guy. How did you know? I just <laughs> getting closer and closer each week with the bio, bi, biography of Shawnee. Just the people are going to go back throughout the history of this show, and like they're going to learn when we at the end of this, when like we have our own show eventually, and it's like going to be the origins of Shawnee. Like this is all. <laughs> From Shrek, like that is what I think of when I hear that song. I think of Shrek, like the beginning of Shrek. Shrek's what I think um, of when I look in the mirror. I'm, <laughs> I'm literally wearing a Shrek colored tank top right now, too. 
<laughs> my neon green tank I'm top. To find, um, uh, chat, do you guys know what he, what he passed away from by any chance? Can someone, his name is well in the chat or no? I'm looking. His name is, his name is Steve Harwell. Steve Harwell? Yeah, Steve Harwell. Rest in and, peace, and Steve, and to the family. I also love their remake of I'm a Believer. And yeah. A trace, and I'm Man, a all that stuff. You know, even I think back when I was like a kid, I remember at the gym, all the different songs they would play. You know, another, that song Blue, the Da 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 Ba Dee. The, uh, yes, I'm blue. Da -ba -dee, da -ba -dee. I have that on my phone, yeah. brother. I, I think of 24-hour fitness when I was a teenager and working out in there for hours every day and like that song coming on. I can listen to that song all day long. Like it just puts me in a good mood because it reminds me of my childhood with it. Yes. That's what like yes. it's crazy seeing. And like this is what that's all that life is. It's like a bunch of young people at different stages realizing that like we all know we have a history of lifetime showing us we're all gonna get old, we're all gonna die with it. But like it's like hundred percent. It's just like everybody's like it's, there's always a new crop of young people that you know they're experiencing it. Like we're in that middle stage of like we're still we're not old, but we're in the middle stage. Like, yes, I found out the reason, big guy. He had cardiomyopathy. Um, he was 56 years old. And yeah. um, a form of heart disease where the heart muscle becomes enlarged and weak, making it difficult to pump blood. He's had it since 2015. Wow. Uh, he lived eight years with it. I think that's a good thing. So it had nothing to do with his liver then? No, not well, I don't know why that, that was on the Instagram post. It had liver failure, so that must have been. Maybe it was part of it because your blood stops flowing, right? That you may know? oh so... maybe yeah maybe. That's a good but point, man. Like Smash Mouth, like I I guess I must have been like I don't know maybe ten like two thousand I guess I was born in eighty nine so maybe like two thousand Smash Mouth was huge like nineteen ninety nine maybe like that those years yeah. Like, they were absolutely, I remember the, 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 the discs you used to buy, like now that's what I call music. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember all those, man, like before, like you just couldn't just go buy music right on your phone or listen to it. You had to like, if you wanted some, some good CDs, yet those, those are the things you would buy with the big hits all on one or burn your own on LimeWire. <laughs> yeah. That, well, I always, I found that out later on, like when I was older, like LimeWire, Napster, Oh, I can't. I wish I probably got them at my dad's house. I think I have all my CDs when I was younger. I brought. I definitely got some of my Ryan's Ryan's hot hits. Ryan's um, yeah, Ryan's hot hits. Right, like... Ryan's late night, late night delight, like with the sexual chocolate love music on there. Ryan's sexual rituals. <laughs> I, I remember it used to take like like thirty minutes to just download like a fifteen second. Porn clip, like I, <laughs> brother, it was. Let's watch the p word on here, just in case. With it, I, I fear for my life. With, with that word, yeah, brother, wow. I just fear for everything. Wow, even though crazy. I don't think it wasn't me, so I, it, I would hope no, I would yeah, have the argument of, of a, hopefully they would. It's just my it's voice. Blame it on the sausage. <laughs> I would literally go, no, 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 that wasn't me. That was the big sausage. Because I'm not allowed. I don't want to say sauce. I don't. I gotta. I don't want to say that word either. It was the big sausage and spell it with a bunch of D's. Uh, there. I feel like, uh, like, uh, I feel like, like, like I'm in Russia or something. Like we have to like team our thoughts. Brother, you know, it's, like, 
I, I, I was thinking about that. I go, I should just cut the feed when I have Shawnee on at any point. Just to, but no, it's okay. I'm just busting chops. Buddy. But the I'm show always does better when it's up longer because I get way more. I, my followers no, go up. Keep it up. TikTok is huge. Yeah, you get a huge showing. Because it, it hopefully you've got the financial stuff worked out. I'm hoping that it, it's some things I, I changed. And uh, TikTok people also, you guys got to remember to come over to Twitter spaces or X uh, spaces once he cuts the, the, the yeah. you know, you guys got to come over. That's where you could talk to them. We're going to do that, guys. Home. Guys on TikTok, if you want to come over at X Spaces at Ryback, call in. We're going to cut We're gonna cut the TikTok, guys, because we're deep anyways. All right, we're good. You don't have to cut it. No, guy. now we you can talk. The uh, I'm getting I'm getting lowballed on there today anyways. They didn't distribute it to anybody. Holy hell. You ever see uh, Jay and Silent Bob, big guy? Uh, I have seen different parts of it, yeah. There's a song in there, and it goes, fuck, 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 mother, mother, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, mother, 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 I man, I can't. There's so many things when I'm on there. I'm like, I forget because until I get comfortable, the longer I'm on, I'm like, oh, we're good. And then you just say one thing. It's like I'm afraid. Like if I say, oh, if I go, oh, my porn soundtrack, and then like all of a sudden, banned for another week or whatever. I'm like, wait, now I don't know all the words. I just know midget and, and retard are not allowed to be said on TikTok. Yes, yeah, yeah. Can they give you? Can you like ask for like a list? But not. They're not going to admit that. They're going to be like, oh, we don't. We believe in freedom of speech. We have no. We have no banned words. No, you guys literally kicked me off for these words. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. Elon, they, I'm, he's been saying for, for a year now he's going to make transparent on the shadow banning that it, it shows on your account of your shadow banned. Like, that still is not a thing. I'm like, yeah. I just, oh, uh, big guy, we just saw another wrestler say they were shadow banned. Who was it? Um, uh, my God. I well, I know so porn weird. star Kendra Lust is. She told me. Yeah, she Kendra met. Lust, you shared, yes. She yes. messaged me while, and she goes, and she goes, they're doing it to me. And she realizes, she goes, oh my God. Like, I go, yep, it takes everything away. It's crazy. She used to get so many views and she's not getting anything. And this is what happened to me. But people, the longer that goes on, people aren't going to realize what she went through. They're just going to go, oh, you're not relevant. And they don't yeah. really go, no, I am. You don't realize they're the ones not making me relevant by not showing. You can't have a high follower thing and then all of a sudden disappear. Yeah. It, and when you're active. And this is what I'm trying. Like, it's crazy, man. So to be honest, big guy, I don't really. Well, I'm not a big porn guy. I yeah, I don't. Never it's been a big. Yeah, yeah, I've never been a big porn guy. But one of my friends, he's like, he he loves this Phoenix Marie, and he wanted me to ask you if you're still friends with her. Yeah, or talk to her often. Yeah, he was like, bro, he's like, I. I he, this is what he tells me. This is probably why other people, other fans, hate me too. Is I'm friends with porn. That's like st the stalker brought that up multiple times. How I'm friends with porn stars. I'm like, oh, I'm such a horrible person. Yeah, God, God forbid. Like, yeah. God forbid a single guy. Be God, what a horrible guy I am for being friends with them or knowing them and talking to them. Jeez. Yeah, he's like, I like, he, my friend is like, I like her uh, skills. Like, <laughs> She's talented. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So because I, 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 I don't know who she is personally, but I seen the 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 clip where uh where with you in the fridge and her. So I, I was oh, oh yeah. Yeah, no, she used to come over every week, man. She's We used to do the show here for like a year straight, year and a half with it. How do you get into that? Like, how do you get into like, How do you get friendly with those people? Like, I met, you know? so I, here's, I, I've told this story on here. I met Phoenix, so she's always been a wrestling fan with that. We were in Australia on a tour, 
for WWE and the all the bouncers there. I'm friends with this guy still, Wayne. He's this big jacked up bouncer. He was he was or security. He's but he he's like he does security for like famous for John Claude Van Damme, Steven Seagal, uh, John Travolta. He like when big celebrities oh, like go to Australia. Security. Yeah, got it, got he, it, yeah. Got it. So he was he him and his team were doing WWE. They were our security. And they go, there's this really hot club that we want to take you to after the show. And so me, Ms. Ryder, Cardona, um, and a bunch, a big group of the guys, we all went out to this club, this Australian club, after the show and got all dressed up. And it was empty. And it was dead. And nobody was in there. It was this huge, beautiful club. But, like, they wouldn't tell us why they brought us there. They go, no, you got to trust us. This is the spot to be tonight. We were there for, like, an hour and a half, two hours. And it was, like, just having drinks. Nobody there. Just us. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? And then all of a sudden, all these smoking hot chicks just start filling the fucking place. And like, and we look, I just like, and we all at the same time look at the guys and he just like, I told you. And like, from that point on, I never doubted the guy. He was just like, you went to six, you went six to midnight real quick. Brother, he, it was the AVN porn convention was in Australia and they knew they had the insight that the girls were all coming to and this the club. Girls were going there. Yes. Oh and so and it was reserved. It would people, it was closed to the public with it. And so it was by invite only at this place. So we, and like, he all, gave you the maximum brother hookup. Brother. And it, I've been friends with him since. I was like, if I could, like, it was the coolest thing. But, like, but Miz was married to Marie. So Miz is just having drinks and Miz, you just have a good time with us. So, yep. and like, we're at this table. We're by the, the bathrooms were on their way to where our table was. We were right by the, by the bar. And uh, so that we had a nice, secure spot because it got really crowded with it. And Phoenix, I didn't even know who she was with, with another woman. They come walking by. Zach Ryder, Cardona knew who they were with it. Yeah, Cardona's a big fan. Yeah. Oh, he freaks out. He goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, that's Phoenix Marie. And, that, and like, so they go to the bathroom. When they come out, me and Miz stop them. <laughs> and Zach freezes kind of and doesn't. So Zach doesn't really say anything. And then me and Phoenix just hit it off instantly. And, like, and she – because she likes the muscle, guys. Like, she – like she used to date Brian yeah, Urlacher. Right. Like, yeah, like yeah, she yeah, dated Urlacher yeah. for years. Like so, like she just oh, likes. Wow. She loves like the bald, muscular guys. Like so, like yeah, I was like, no right. idea she dated, uh, uh, Urlacher. Yeah, That's before crazy. hair. That was like the before had the hair transplant. <laughs> so, but I, I always joke with her. Like I'm her. Like her. 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 Like I'm her type. Like that's what she. Yes. The. So she, uh, we hit it off right away, and then we're just kind of joking around, had a good time, exchanged numbers, followed each other on social. Literally, she was in L.A., and, like, I was always on the road. She moves to Vegas, and then we would just frequently, like, we'd like, go meet up for lunch every once in a while. And then that's awesome, but, but when Pat quit the podcast, and then I was under contract for the room, I go, can you please help me out? And, like, she's, like, such a, like, dude, that week she was here every week for, like, a year and a half or whatever it was until, like, that I was okay insane. to yeah. That is so cool, man. Never like, asked me for a thing. She just enjoyed, like, she's just the coolest, like, so. But then I'm yeah. friends with, like, but she's, like, got a lot of pull within, like, that industry. So, like, once other, like, you got to realize, like, then, like, she knows, like, I don't give a shit. Like, she knew I didn't know who she was with it. So, yes. like, a lot yeah. of those girls, like, they don't, like, necessarily, it's like the wrestling. You don't want to necessarily, you know, people that are, like, super fans. It could be weird. Yes. With that, it's the same we're for that. Yeah. This is why me and you get along. Yeah. Because I didn't really know who you were. Yeah. It, yeah. So it's yeah. like the, like, it's, 
it's the same with them. So like a lot of her friends are really cool with me. And like, they, they've came, like I've had, I've had so many of them over to my house and like, they've done my show and I treat them kind. Like I'm just like a regular that's what they did. So You're they, just a regular guy instead of like standing. Out yeah, I legitimately because I don't watch that stuff. I know who some of them are more than others and, and whatnot, but like yeah. it's. I don't like I. It's, you're not like you're not like here. Come over. Here's a hot dog. Can you show me how to do that? Yeah, yeah. I'm not like, hey, how far can you shove this big sausage down your throat? Like, I just talk to a normal fucking person. Like, I I don't talk to them about like, hey, what's the biggest dick you ever took on film? Like, exactly, it's like, I exactly. like, hey, where do you like to, you know, fucking, where do you like to go fucking eat? Like, ask them just a regular question. Imagine what they go through, big guy. Imagine what you go through as a wrestler. Oh, I can't even imagine what they go through as porn stars. It's just, but know? everyone too, that with that is a whole different thing because it, everything, everyone has sex. We're well, not everyone. A lot of dorks don't, but like a lot of people like that, that's, we were all here because every, like. It's a normal exactly. thing, yeah, but like they, man. they're comfortable like doing it on screen for whatever they, they but I get there's going to be judgment and all that with it, yeah. but like everything in their lives are altered forever with that decision-making. Did you hear what I said? I said, I was in my dad's nutsack at one point. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I fought millions of other sperm and I made it out. <laughs> that's why people, that's like the number one thing to tell somebody that's depressed and like down is like, look, you are a winner. Like, I don't care what your life has gone on. You beat out millions of other sperm to be you to, to live. Do you know what the odds are of that? Like, it's crazy. The odds are nuts, bro. It's literally nuts. It's like, <laughs> I dominated those other sperm. I shell shocked millions of sperm. I meat hooking shell shocked so many sperm before I was even born. You I gave that I right before I was ready to go to the egg. I, I threw one meat chin music on the last sperm that was breaking its way down, took its head off. <laughs> I, I'm fucking dying over here. Uh. I, think, I, I think it would be great. Like, um, I was thinking about this uh, earlier. Um, like there's like these like uh scam uh people and uh they like good like good people like they're, they're good hackers and they fight against scammers and one of them named pierogi is like he has a huge following like i'm talking about he has a youtube of like six million or something like that and um he's a huge wrestling fan and i was thinking like what they do is they call into the indian scam centers and um they call them and they trick them to get into to their systems and i was thinking like how awesome would it be if you got on their channel and 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 you were uh you were calling them while they were doing all the hacking stuff like that would be insane and you have a lot of indian fans too and there's a lot of great indian people out there it's only a very little that are scammers and and the great indian and scammers are everywhere shit. by the way but yeah it's oh they're everywhere they, yeah. they scam the, the, you have to see even the the indian people the great indian people which most of them are they help the the good hackers to get these scammers because they even look at them like you're making us look bad you know yeah like, so um i gotta get you on there big guy i gotta find out uh with pierogi i gotta get i gotta get in touch with him somehow i love how your mind works how we went from shell shocking sperm to the how that was the thing that <laughs> that reminded you of this somehow <laughs> 
earlier today because uh, Pierogi had posted that he hates the Young Bucks uh, because he posted that they were doing the the uh, the run around the ring or whatever. And then I uh, he answered me or whatever. He always answers me. Um, and then uh, I was thinking in my head, like, I got to get big guy on that show somehow because he has such a big audience that and i think it would trans transition over to your channel like big time yeah you know like, i could be security for um, the bucks too that would be another thing i keep, I keep man, punks away so that there's 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 two good security gigs that i could do without wrestling right now one for tony khan and one for the bucks big guy security service do you have any like uh i know uh uh the Godfather is from Vegas. We right? follow each other on Instagram. Yeah, I, I, yeah. he goes to the same gym I go to. I, I haven't seen him in a minute, but we've always got along. We've talked. I was gonna say, yeah, like, do you like? Is his club like he still owns? A club no, I don't think he's like involved that? in that anymore. If I'm not mistaken, got I think. Uh, but he was. I, he was the the cheetahs, I believe, for the, for the longest time uh, here in Vegas, which I, I think they don't exist anymore. If I'm not mistaken, um, but he. So here's a true story with with Godfather. Uh, I used to, he used to go to the 24 hour fitness that I went to when I was a kid on rainbow and Cheyenne, which is no longer there. It's now a goodwill, but all my, I started working out when I was like 11, 12 years old, my parents would take me there. And so I, but I, and I went to where like all my teenage years and, uh, and my huge being a huge wrestling fan, he used to come in there every once in a while on whatever days I would see him and they must've been, I'm in his off days and, uh, he would do the elliptical. I'd always see him on the elliptical. So I would always like, this is when I was like really getting, you know, training and like i wanted to be a wrestler i would go the, the way the gym was set up the elliptical machines there was a window to see the free weight room and like the, there was a huge long window and so the benches were right kind of right by the ellipticals so that i i would always go get on a bench and start like trying to max out where he was so he would see me so i never talked to him never bothered him but in my head i was like i would always i was like i was getting really strong and I'd like I'd have three, four plates on and like repping it and like I oh he's gonna he's gonna put in a good word for me. He's yeah, he's gonna notice me and, and like, didn't know probably fucking no clue for five years with it. But uh and I know that because I uh I I years later in WWE, the Royal Rumble in Phoenix, the one I came in second with Cena where they had me Cena eliminated me in Arizona. Uh Godfather, I think was I think he was in it or he was there with his son. And I got to talk to him for quite a long time. I was one of his son's favorites at the time. And uh, awesome. so it was really cool. But I got to tell him that story. And I was like, I always used to see you when I was a kid in there. And I didn't look anything like I, I was a lot younger. Uh, of, course. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. He yeah. ain't going to know. But I was just like, I used to always go on the bench and try to fucking impress you. <laughs> and I go, I didn't realize what a dumb shit I was. I was like, now that I know that when I'm in the gym, I don't give a fuck what anyone is doing. I'm not looking around like... I don't care if a guy has 10 plates, but strongest guy in the world. I'm just fucking going into getting, I'm keeping to myself, just shell shocked. Like you don't want to talk to anybody, but for years, it wasn't even bench day. I'd just go throw the bench on. Oh, he's Godfather's here. Let's go fucking try to impress him today. But think about it. That probably motivated you a lot in your head. Oh you know? yeah, no, definitely. In the, but I used to see him at the gym now, man. He didn't, when I see him ever, and we, he always, if we see each other, we come over and have a little conversation and, I used to see him at, at some at the airport a few times. We did a couple indie shows together that we had the same flight on uh, when I first left WWE. And he's always been just so kind, man. He's like, he's like the nicest guy. He's like, yes. he's just, dude, he's just, he's content. He's professional. He's just happy. Like just. He, so 
they they have a, they made a figure. Uh, this guy Mitch, he's in the figure business. He uh, made a figure of him called the Smoke Train because they couldn't use, uh, you know, mm-hmm. his name or whatever, the Godfather. So they made it as as his real name, uh, but they called <coughs> it the, the Smoke Train figure. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, bro, I would the- die if I yeah, the that that he can smoke. On his Instagram, I see the he's at these doing these events and like just taking Yo. the biggest hits. I but man, I feel like he could put Snoop Dogg under the table. So listen to this. So I uh, he's uh, he showed up at the major part of it, and I kind of had an inkling he was going to be there because they had uh, kind of like given some like context clues. Did so John Cena Senior tell you that? No, that, this one was in. Uh, this wasn't the latest. Oh, one. this was okay. the one before in Orlando because they do it in different cities, mm-hmm. you know. So uh, this was in January in Orlando. So I go, I bring weed with me, right? I roll this fatty, right? I bring it to the, um, I bring it to the to the show. Uh, he does it. He comes out, whatever. He does his thing, or whatever. After he signed an autograph, and I'm like, I don't want an autograph. I just want a picture. Um, and I take out the blunt in the fucking bar, and I'm like, let's take the picture. So I have a picture. I'll, I'll post it later. I have a picture of me and the Godfather, and you see a big blunt hanging out my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he oh. was the coolest guy, man. Yeah. Like. He was so cool. Like I, uh, and he just had his knees done. He just had both knees done. Oh wow! And he still showed up. Man, no, he's he's a legit tough guy, man. Too. He's he's huge. People don't he's realize absolutely huge. He's man. a mon- He's tall, man. Like I, I, he's like six and six six big. seven. And he's big, like yeah, like not like some people are tall and like skinny. He's you know, he's like, he's, uh, he's he's lost weight actually. From he used to be much bigger, but he used to be more jacked. Yeah. Like when he was comma, I used to like him when I was a kid. He was comma the supreme fighting machine. That was oh, how. Yes. That was when I. That's how I knew him from twenty four hour fitness. Was comma the supreme fighting machine with that? Who was the other guy he played with? Papa Shango. Papa Shango. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, Wade, Wade yes. Barrett's favorite wrestler to the Papa Shango brother. Papa Shango. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's a cool gimmick, man. That's dude, cool he's still doing gimmick. appearances with all that. And he has like, he can imagine he has so many cool characters. People literally can book him as one of his characters. Like just get like, like Mick Foley. Too. Yeah. Like, same thing. He, he got multiple agree. characters over and like, but that's why he, he was very like, he has a very good attitude. If you talk to him, like he, he doesn't like, I don't think he, he understands what the business is. And I don't know if he, I'm sure he would have, you know, everybody wants to play as big of a role as possible, but like he was always happy with the role that he was playing. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he came from a dirty business, right? Yeah, so he was like, yeah, he, 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 like to me, like he had, uh, like, uh, an, like an advance from everybody else because he was already in a dirty business and he was street smart, so he yeah. could kind of feel out who was snake and who's not a snake. You That's know? why, like, like him so, and ta- him and Taker are great friends. From like they, yeah, they, they're in the, the, those. He's a guy like you, you. He's a guy though. Like he's connected. Like that's a guy that you want to like be on your side. SK or something like that, something like that. The Brook Street Crew. Yeah, they, they have their own crew. But like he's like a guy like in, in being at the club in Vegas and like, but he's a guy like you want to be friends with the Godfather. Like you, yeah, sure. you don't want to be yeah. on the Godfather's bad side. Like that's no. like that's just like he's he's like, but he's the most genuine nicest guy in the world. Like I, if you get on his bad side, you're an asshole. That's yeah, that's there's something wrong with you if you if you like. He, cause he, like, he separates, like, he knew I had my issues with WWE and like, and we never got like, 
and like he knew enough to where like we could just talk about other things. Like yeah, he's yeah, where yeah. it's like, and I, that's where the difference. Like I, I would never like he would go back and do things. I'd be happy. Like I, I never. It's like the punk stuff. Like punk will get mad and not talk to you, or if you have something to do with a company or that. Like I'm not like that. I could distinguish and let people have their lives and make their own decisions. Like he had a great relationship with WWE with everything, and, yeah. we, like, and he. But he is also aware that people have other experiences with that as well. And like he's professional enough to where he goes what my thing is with them is not his thing. And what his thing is with them is not mine. And like, it's just, yep, so yep. we, it's in- the same thing. Like how people judge people before. Like I told you, like someone, like a couple of people were like, Oh, you talking with Ryback? Like, I'm like, bro, suck my dick. Like, yeah. Yes. I am talking with Ryback. I love Ryback. Like what, what does it matter to you? Like, and, and then the uh, same thing with Colt Cabana too. Like all the punk people that they're, they're like, Oh, you like Colt? Yeah. Like, Colt is an awesome guy. Like I've met yeah. Colt multiple times i I respect him he came up to me at his show and apologized for everything uh when i saw him what happened with you and him no nothing but he he the episode where punk went on his show and made up the lies on me he came up to me and just apologized for that that any of that ever happened because he knows punk colt knew me from developmental we weren't around each other a lot but he knew that i wasn't like that which is why me and him worked we did a match for wrestle at wrestlecon when I was beat up there, when I left WWE, like he knows that I'm not like this. He knows that he wasn't true. I didn't know that that was on his show. Yeah. So he, he just felt like I knew he wasn't the one that said any of it, but he, you know, he allowed, he didn't also correct him, but he also knew if he would have corrected him, he, we saw what happened with that. He'll turn on, he would have turned on him prior. Yeah. With it. Like what kind of friend is that? Like it just shows you how freaking like it's crazy. Yeah. Like he's such a, like, and people still, still after all of these things showing who he really is and people still like him. Like all we could do is just hope for it. Like people is, you know, life and it works in different ways. And, you know, you can only hope that with with age and time, or that he has a moment where he realizes that his wrongs and he he tries to right them. I don't know. Some people never yeah, learn he though. Sounds like Shawn Michaels, right? Like Shawn Michaels. He oh yeah, he's a new man. Like fuck out of here. He's not no new man. It's just because he he says he's a man of God and all that shit. Yeah. Like I, he he's the same scumbag he was in '95. You know. Yeah. Just yeah. I, I don't know now. enough. Like I was never. I I I've heard enough people have bad instances with him. All I could, I was only, Sean was nice to me the times I was around him, but he wasn't wrestling yeah. with it. I don't mean like. I'm no, I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But like, I don't yeah. like, I like, that's the other thing too. But he could have changed to a degree, but maybe it also like maybe in other aspects he hasn't. Like, I don't know with yeah. that, but yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Like I've seen people, the, some of the worst people I've ever met are really religious people like that, that yeah, do that whole bad. spiel. Like, I had to, uh, like, literally, like, I, people go to church, like, I, I, like I said, like, I, I believe there's something out there bigger than us. I do. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I was raised Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Same. I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's funny. I have a gay brother and like, uh, like, uh, my, my, my brother was so scared to come out to my dad because he thought he was going to be like, uh, you know, like, oh my God, like we're going to disown you. And my, my dad did nothing but love him and mm-hmm. and and my dad's been nothing but love to love to him since yeah. and uh and uh, like in my head like if you are really loving and god loving and god fearing like you love all types of people not yeah. just 
what people that fit into your box, right? Like, and that's like, that to me is the bit, like religion can be very hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, like it's a, it's a big hypocrisy. Uh, and, and it's like the most judgmental like, thing ever. In, a, in, in many the ways, judgmental. Like, oh yeah, like, like, like what? Like, we're we're here. Like, we're everybody's here for a reason. Whether you find what that reason is, whether you're lucky enough to, in in, in the time that we're here, yeah. that's something else. But like to say that, like, you, you can't love one another because you like a certain sex, yeah. or it, or you may believe in something else that I don't. That is like the craziest thing to me. Like the craziest thing. I agree. Um, no, it, it's but, just. I know I, I'm with you on all of that, but like the punk stuff, it's just like it, it's it too. Like with time, like we saw, he's already older, and that's why I was saying like they gave him his power back, and he abused it worse than ever with it. Like, yep. and so now it's like it, it's like now it's like now does he get cut off for good? I don't, I, and I, I'm not the type of person that would say no. I don't want to see anybody ever not getting an opportunity or not. But I'm like. This is, this guy is, is that, you know, here's the, here's what I say to people, people that ever like say that I have this ego or anything. I go, we all saw, I was red hot and got that all taken away. Right. With it. I worked harder than ever. I actually got in even better shape. I never, never complained once I did anything asked of me when, when I got, you know, got demoted essentially for whatever period because of the punk lies or different things with Vince on that but i never quit i never gave up i just kept working harder and i worked myself back up until i had to leave with my injuries and walk out with all of that and other things going on with the trademarks and the bs with it now a guy like that do you think a guy like that would 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 do the same thing without how big that, that ego can be and like where if he's not the focal Absolutely point not. do you think he would go be in a tag team and go out to, to the ring every week like that's why i said I go, i'm nothing like that with that and like people yeah. but like it's I, I just think the maturity thing. I don't know where you go with him from here with everything. It's just he—he he, he doesn't need to work a day in his life again, right? Like he's—I don't know, brother. I don't. They, 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 from what I've told you, that the, the legal stuff with WWE—that I always thought he got his money back on that. Like I didn't. Like I don't know how that all worked on. I, I, that Mike that was on here mentioned before that like that that cost a lot. I know from what I had to pay with the USPTO on my all my legal stuff. Like they, I had to spend six figures on that, and that was capped off. Through the regular judicial system, with that, that, that got into the millions with him. That's crazy. So, like, I don't. That's you got you got to remember, he only made that top money for a short period up there for one contract, essentially. And say he made five million up there, or whatever it was, half of that, or, or a little little less than half of that, is going to taxes. Yeah. With it, then you've got all your expenses. He had that bus when he was there. Those buses are really really expensive to lease every year to pay for your driver and the insurance and the repairs and like. You're, you pay yeah. like that's high six figures a year on that. Yeah. But, I mean, everything adds up. I yeah. So it's like, know, you know, but, and he was, I, I don't know. And he, when you got to remember two cost of living, you know, he has an expensive place in Chicago, which isn't cheap to live with that, like yeah. all that stuff, yeah. you know, whether you own a place outright or not, like your bills are just more expensive with your, your yeah, co sure. cost of yeah. living. When a lot you make of more money. People don't realize this. Cause I've been, I've been, I've been poor. I've been medium. Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been wealthy. Um, and, 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 and I'm telling you right now, every time you make more money and, and, and even me, like I don't have, like, even when I make great money, uh, I don't get a new car. I don't, I don't, I don't live up, up above my means. Right. Even me who, who's very like, uh, like I, I watch that stuff. Uh, you, when you make more 
more money, you have more bills. Yep. As simple as that. It just your, your quality of living, everything, you're, you're just, you're, you, you drive a little, because then you have an identity too, where you go buy a little bit more expensive car. And other, there's levels to it. Some people go out and just blow money. Even if you live, I, I consider myself very conservative and like good with my money, but like yeah. my quality of living is much better than what it was before I made it in wrestling. Yes. With that. And, and it's not like, it's not like, uh, like uh, for me at least, I don't do it. Like I drive a Toyota and like you would never know. It's a $25,000 car, right? Like, yeah. So nobody would know how much I make. And that's, and that's what I want it to be. Like, I don't want people to judge me off of what I yeah. think or what well, I Well, Cena used to drive around in Tampa. Cena had a garage full of, he has a ton of cars. He's a big car collector. Cena though used to drive around in a beat up Jeep in Tampa. What? Yeah. Here. Because it didn't, it didn't draw attention. That that is so smart. Yeah. actually, like that, and that was that, a crime scene that would drive around in a beat up. Now I'm not that I would be to the gym Cena, or different man. things, and like, but like I'm sure he has other cars with tinted windows or whatnot. Like, in the, course, you can't course, see me yeah. drive license plate. Like, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> chain gang, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> chain gang on one. Just. <laughs> Like I said, I'm in the major pod, and like a lot of people love me in the major pod, and I'm well known in there. But there's some people that just don't like me because I'm always happy, I'm always giving positivity, and there's some people out there that just don't like people like that because they're they're miserable, right? Yeah. And uh, Cardona called me the John Cena of the major pod group. <laughs> <laughs> people love people love to hate Cena because he's such a nice guy, and people think that it's fake. Like he, like he's so nice that it's fake. Oh, I've but, seen like, it. I've seen it. Not be I, I've seen both sides of him. So but he is he is but he is an overall and I think he is overall a very good person with it. But Got I it. do think that and I've seen him in the environment there that you become very protective when you have a top spot. Yes, so you yes, that yes. can that environment can bring out negative qualities at times in people. And everybody yes. controls that better than like so I can just tell you like he would not go out of his way to help me. Like, why would Got he? It. Because Got I, it. I was right on his heels with things, outdoing him on nights with things. Yes. He's not yes. going to go out of his ways and offer me advice with that so that I, he can make my job easier to go take his spot, right? And that's but, wrestling, right? Like, but yeah, because- but he wouldn't, but he gave, so, but as far as in the ring, he was always, he was, he would, he, there was nothing that he would not want to do in the ring. Like he was, he would, because he had pride in his work with that so like he, I gotcha. but he I wouldn't gotcha. he wouldn't offer me advice necessarily like i remember there was one time on he's cena's really good at taking the stairs where if you throw him into those the metal stairs he's yes. really good at hitting them and knowing how to hit them to pop it up to where they break apart with that got it and so there was i was having to take those stairs every night when we we were wrestling he would throw me in i would have to take them all the time and that can hurt pretty good if you don't if you don't break those apart because you're hitting know how to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so some nights I would be able to hit them and I would go full blown into them. And so some nights I'd hit them and I would be able to pop it off and others I wouldn't. And it would like, I was like, damn, like that. And I remember I just, I go, Hey, I go, you, you take those really well. What, what's the deal? Like you, you pop them off like every time. And, uh, and he just like, he just said, we'll figure it out. Like, he wasn't going to help did me. You, did and you so, watch him? Like, did you watch? Because, like, yeah, and you try to get your arm as you're taking it where your arm, I think, is where you pop it because they have to come unhinged. But, like, I think also I might have been hit him too hard sometimes. So the force was keeping it closed. So oh, you got to hit it at the right speed. And, like, I learned eventually, but it was like one of those things, like, he wasn't going to, 
he wasn't gonna They're help. Gonna help you. Yeah. In that, but you that gotta hit the right speed and angle. Yeah, and that, and it's not necessarily. But whereas other guys, if he wasn't fearful, like other guys, he'd be talking to him after their match and he like would tell them. Yeah, yeah. And, but that's just but that, and that doesn't yeah. mean he's a horrible person. That just means that I go, I go, I think it's more of a compliment that I go I'm on his heels and he's not comfortable with it. But that's it, why, like, I don't know if I could ever be a wrestler, big guy. This is why I'm happy I'm out of the environment because I don't. This yeah. is why I only want to do gigs based on the role. I don't want it. Let me become a bad person with it. And that was another, like, I've seen it with enough guys, but I'm very, I've had to learn to compete with myself. Like I want to always be my best with that. And like, I know, like, and I had, I was like, you guys, everybody saw what I'm capable of when I'm used in a good position, like with it. I was like, I want like, I go, but at the same time, I understand it can't always be about me and you, but I go, I want to, this is why I took the physical acting approach with it so that my ego doesn't get as involved where it's like, so if I know that I'm being brought in for a specific role to help make another talent, but I can still get myself over and make money, I can embrace that if I know what that's what the role is. And I don't, but the problem with WWE is if you sign that regular contract and you're sitting in the bleachers, though what they do is they start, if you do that too much, they then start treating you worse. They treat you like you're a loser rather than you're helping them out. They then will not use you on pay-per-view. So you're making less money. They won't make as much merch with you or give you any merch. And then they'll fire you. They've done this time and time again with people. If they run your value down too much. So based on that environment, and this is something you have to know when to go talk to them, when your value is getting diminished too much. So like, this is where the political end of it, it it fucking, so this is my least favorite thing where I go, that's why I'm so happy I left. And I will approach this differently for the rest of my career. I never want to be putting that again to where I have to let that cause me stress because one, I don't give a fuck with it, but I also care enough about taking care of my family. And when I'm sacrificing my bodies, I go, I have no problem putting over another guy with it, but I don't want to be treated worse for it. I don't want to make less for it. And that what kind of went into the pay blog on that. And like, whereas like, you're not going to like, we, they, they treat you differently in WWE they treat, oh, that's why you did the pay scale. Blah, yeah, blah, they yes, treat yes, the yes. people there that do jobs more often worse than the people that they let win more. And it makes it's no... It's crazy. And, crazy and that was the... I wrote that not for me, for all the people that were there that I witnessed the shit they had to put up with. Yeah, on it. Yeah. And that's why I got mad. I go, I'm speaking up for my friends. I go, I'm leaving. I'm speaking up for these people staying that there's a fucked up situation in this company with this. All of us know what the gig is. None of us, most, most of the people outside of punk know what the gig is with it, where we don't fucking care. Like, but that's why like you don't start paying somebody significantly less or like Keith Slater, keeping them off the fucking video game one year. Cause you were going to fire him maybe. Or yeah, you, you yeah, where like he is a fucking family and he's working as much as he worked, doesn't work as many dates as anybody. Like I'm not Ryback without that guy. Like with that, yeah. he's that scene is not seen without that guy. Like we're all fucking. Right. And yeah. so as like, it's physical acting, this is where I want people to understand. I go, fuck man. And like, there's yeah. levels to all this, and the people are going to make more than others. But like, the the treating people differently part, like that's the part I just go, this is fucking stupid. Like, it's- last thing, last thing I gotta say, big guy, is when you when you're used to playing team sports mm-hmm. and you go to like, I always found like people that played one man sports like tennis, uh, golf, like they're very egotistical, I find, <laughs> because they're not used to dealing with a team. And I think that's why team sports are so critical. Throughout my whole life, yep. Children, 
and you were used to dealing with that team focus yeah. of like let's do it as a team and then when you go into wwe and you're not a tag team when you're a singles member you have to look out for yourself but, but that's the environment vince created in this fake environment of, of course, physical acting of where he's trying yeah. to create real cutthroat negativity with it but it's not really where yeah. guys have to go backstab each other if they want like how bad do you want my love and affection well, like, Hogan started that. Let's all of it. Hogan had started. That was the environment from Vince. Vince well, Hogan, that well, Vince, Vince created Vince, this toxic environment for the because he wanted show me how bad you want my money. Show well, me true. how that's bad Vince. you want to be a yes. champion in a sport that really isn't a champion. Show Very me. That's I'm telling you. This is I know from the books I've read how he thinks with it. No, and, I know it was Vince. I'm but like, saying, like yeah, I think Hogan was that champion, like like that first champion that was really like that. Like yeah. no unions. Like I'm gonna he was like a like a dissension off of Vince. He was like another Vince, but a wrestling. But like but you gotta look at too though from him. Like and he has his family and like every, he had to go through all the BS and to get to that spot too. But like he's making all this money. Why would he sacrifice all that money that Vince is paying him? That's like if you that's like if I had a promotion and I, me and you were friends and like I made you my 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 top guy and I'm taking care of you and giving you more money than you've ever made and then like oh, another like but me and you it. have our relationship because Vince and him were friends with that yeah. like so yeah. like that's where I go there's always the human element like and then you've got all these other guys who want your money also that so by you taking this chance you're just gonna lose but that would have to like and so you have to kind of try to take a look at it from both sides where it's like but Vince I is. Get it. Vince created it where these that he takes care of these guys that close to him to where then he it buys him protection to treat everybody else really badly with it and it's like it's crazy and that's why I've, and, then, I've, and then when Hogan uh, tried to do the movies I think that's when Hogan saw who Vince really was because remember he I think he left right he left the WWE yeah now? Vince turned on him how many times like it's but there's yeah. always this weird thing you go he goes back because you, you deep, for that love. Yeah, I know. But this is the, that's the the crazy Vince psychology of treat you badly to where or he takes away your options or does something to where you got to go back to him with it. Yes. Where then he yes. has he has that's where he gets his rocks off. It's this power move on his part that he love he does it. Everybody, it's a weird fucking thing that I get yes. I did away with when I told him when they said, "Do you want to go talk to Vince?" I go, "I never want to fucking talk to him again." I I was yep. done, yep. and that's why I've gone the route I have. I go fuck you, like I'm I'm done. I don't, I don't blame you, big guy. Yeah. Listen, go, go take other callers. I'm sorry I took so much time. I think today was a great chat, though. I think we had one of the best chats ever, in, in my opinion. Thank No, thank you, buddy. I, I love it, man. These shows are fun. Everybody the uh, everybody loves the, the, the big it's sausage always, on here. It's always a good time, man. Thank you so much, big guy. All Have right, buddy. Day, okay? Happy Labor Day. Be safe. You too, man. Later. We'll take one other caller since we had Mike and Sean on. I will get to one call today, guys, with that. So... <laughs> Let's, uh, we'll get Corey, Corey on. I think this is a new caller, potentially. Corey, welcome to the Ryback Show. Hey, big guy. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're and, welcome. Uh, I just wanted to say that I'm a, I'm a longtime listener. I've been listening since uh, podcast number one. I've been a Feed Me More Nutrition supporter since uh, your line was three supplements. I love your stuff. Um, and I, I appreciate everything that you're, uh, everything that you're doing with it. Corey, thank you very much, brother. It's crazy how much time has passed since this all started in 2016. And that, so it's, I, I appreciate you, man. And, and thank you for sticking with me all this time. 
Hey, and if, um, I, you know, I appreciate that. And um, if, if I could, before I get to my, uh, before I get to my question, uh, I would like to give your, uh, your, um, your line, a quick plug uh, for your listeners, anybody who's, uh, who's thinking about trying his supplementation and have never tried it before. Um, I live a very active lifestyle, MMA, uh, jujitsu, boxing. I'm in the career fire service, or at least was anyway, and um, scuba diving, anything and everything that you can think of that, you know, is an active lifestyle. I'm all about it. And your stuff is the real deal. Um, and I, I can't speak highly enough about it and I appreciate everything that you're, you're doing with it. So if anybody hasn't tried it yet, I encourage you go out, you'll love it. Get it. Corey, thank you very much. You got it. So I wanted to, um, I wanted to come on because I've, I've always, um, I've always had a, I was always wondering, um, like I know, uh, in developmental, like sometimes I'll hear, uh, you know, that people encourage the talent to go out there and, and get over. But I also remember that, um, you know, through your many podcasts, you um, you also mentioned that the, the uh, creative end of it is very tightly controlled um, by the um, by the WWE side of it. Yeah. Um, so I guess my my question would be for a talent going out and getting over how much of that is contingent upon what they can do and how much, uh, is how can, how much contingent upon them, um, is, is it from the WWE side controlling their ability to go out and get over? It's it, a team effort on that end. As far as they, they give you a platform and an opportunity and you have to go out there and you have to deliver and find unique ways to stand out. So anytime, and so when you are getting wins on TV, so like when I debuted with that and I was taking on the local athletes, the 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 deciding factor on that that was that getting the wins, right? If they would have put me out there and had me losing to small guys, right, and losing, that would have been very difficult for me to get over. Granted, I still would have been able to do it if I was allowed to do the moves and stuff. I could have still got over, but it would have – people go by the wins and losses at the end of this. And that so the deciding factor is when you're a WWE talent and you're going out there and you're getting the win and you're getting the win consistently, you have to take advantage of when you're getting wins and find ways to get over in that. Whether it's how you your mannerisms, how you deliver certain moves, how you sell certain things, how you come back, how the intensity and the fire like there's a lot that goes into it. It's also taking chances like those two on one matches or like the, the, the matches taking on the smaller guys. Had I just been lazy and just did regular things with those guys, that would have that could have really hurt because I was like, oh, I'm winning. People are just going to cheer me. We see this a lot when they push other monsters, right? This is why a lot of monsters don't get over. Like they do the right. same kind of – they I call them lazy squashes. They don't think. They just, oh, I'm getting the win. I'm going to get over how I look. I knew that wasn't going to be the case. I knew I had to go out there. I was like, I'm way bigger than these guys. I have to put like creative things together and make this look like a train wreck of like, holy shit, this guy's going to wreck these guys where people like it's must see TV. Like everyone in the back, what the fuck am I going to do? Holy shit. He's going to pick up two guys like attraction type shit. So they gave me the, the platform and the, the, the ability to get the win. I have to then fill in the gaps of all of that with that. So that's where it like the best example I can give you that it takes two for that, like where they've got to allow you to go win. And then you have to take advantage of that win every way possible. Now, the other thing, there's different ways, like, you know, like the LA night situation, like he has to be put in a position to get wins. If they just had him losing all the time here, 
with all of this, the momentum would be killed pretty quickly with all of this. So like it takes them to, ha- they have to give you the ability to have the win. And then you have to know what to go out and do whether you get promo time, like, and you go, that's the other thing, promo time. You know, the, if you've got a catchphrase that's getting over and then they go out and they, they tell you not to say that anymore. And we've seen that with talents where they strip them of the things that are getting over with that. That makes it very difficult then. Like they, they're not re- really working with you or they don't want you to get over. And so, so they take that ability away as much as possible and they want you to play a different role with it. So it goes hand in hand. Like it, it, it's not 50, 50, but like it goes like they, they, they can control, like they can, they can accelerate that process with you or they can take away from it greatly with it on that. It, it's dependent on the individual. Like, so you know, it's like Rusev Day when that was getting over, right? And he was getting over. They were allowing him to get wins. And then what did they do? They put him up with AJ Styles. They didn't let him get the big win that he needed at the time. And then they took away all the merchandise and they took it away. They took the the pieces of away that were getting that over with everything. And then they put him in the cuck angle. And, like, we saw how that all went with everything. So, like, they can control the narrative on a lot of that with talents, which can be very mentally defeating when you're up there, when you realize, like, because – you everybody wants to that brass ring and like we just got to break through all we it's not just go out there and get over like they if they don't want you or if there's a particular reason they don't want you in that spot like they can go out of their way and take that all the way in a heartbeat so only how frustrating it is for you guys at that level i mean i've i've worked for a lot of bad bosses over the years who have just that same similar mindset so i mean i i can really appreciate how you're uh how you've been trying to stick it to, to Vince. I can really, uh, I had a brother. I don't even want to st- I don't care about, it. I just want to live my life. I like get healthy and like go back to wrestling and I don't care about them. I'm just mad. They've latched onto my stuff. That's the big problem that with me, right. but he's doing that for a reason to try. So he wants me to try to crawl back and be defeated. It's not happening with it. So it's just, I don't, I don't want to think about them, you know, and I don't wish them any ill or harm. I just want them out of my life forever. That's it. <laughs> No, I, I know the feeling all too well, but, um, yeah, thank you. Um, thanks again for having me on. Um, I wish you all the best and success moving, uh, forward and, uh, can't wait to see what, uh, what the future holds for you. And, um, very excited for you and, uh, uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. Thank you very much, Corey. You have a great one. I appreciate you calling in. Hey, thanks for having me, big guy. Thank you. Good deal. Thank you. Thank you. With that, guys, I greatly appreciate everybody that that tuned in. Solid numbers on YouTube today on here with everything. And uh, we'll have to wait and see what what else is to come with the CM Punk AEW situation. I do believe AEW and Tony Khan did the best thing for their company. And uh, I I do think it's going to be interesting to see what he comes out and says if if Punk, Phil comes out and uh, in which says that he, he was intending to with that in the direction he's going to take. I think anything other than being grateful for the opportunity they gave you, I think is going to be a mistake for the, I think if they, the only, and I don't, I think it's too late to with a lot of things, but you know, I think anything other than I just want to publicly say thank you to AEW and Tony Khan for the opportunity. It's unfortunate. Uh, things have worked out the way that they have and, but I wish them the best, everything moving forward. I think anything other than that is going to be a huge fucking problem with that so and knowing him and i and i don't expect that to be the case i don't expect him to say that so um but they did the right thing and i do believe and i've talked about this with wrestling it's a team mentality and i believe that aew is going to be better and sure the ratings might come down a little here maybe maybe a little drop i hope they don't 
with everything. But I think they're going to have a better the, – the, the goal should be – and with a guy like that, it's not – not we have WWE, but you want to be the number one wrestling organization. It's like it's, – I think it's going to come down from effort, getting the people in the right roles, and getting the creative and getting as many good, compelling storylines on TV – in having an understanding in a locker room understanding that it's going to take a team effort of like we ride who's hot and we have to realize no egos and we can go out there we can all make more money than ever and we have we have a, we're getting treated better than ever we don't have to go to that other toxic place and we could become the number one wrestling company in the world with the right attitude they have the talent with that and they've got a lot of really good pieces and people i know some people i know there that i just think i go with an overall mentality and the goal like every show Let's go out and fucking not just put on the best bell to bell, but let's go put on the best storylines as well. And I'm telling you, they could start beating WWE with the right mentality on that. And they and they got some other pieces coming, I know. And uh, I think the locker room environment is going to be far healthier, though, moving forward on this. And I, there's the punk defenders on things don't realize, like, it is... It's going to be for the best. And I know he has people that he was close with there and different things, but I was like, it's just... I think they did the right thing, and hopefully it's it's over and done with. And it'll be interesting to see if footage comes out, if there truly is video footage of the incident and everything, and, and how you know tight lipped that all stays with everything. And I know Jack Perry was suspended indefinitely. I got to meet him at WrestleCon. He was very nice with that. And uh, from the people I've known, uh, I, I don't know him like personally outside of, of just that meeting, so it's really difficult to say but i never I, I just remember i never heard anything with him prior and and again this is why i talk about you know granted whoever approved the real glass thing that that's more on them young people are going to try to do things to stand out so you can't fault a person even though you go oh, that's stupid or whatever you don't people when they're young and in the business like people will try to do crazy things to stand out to like get the people's attention that's where sometimes people need to be pulled back or be protected for their own you know well-being with that and so that's the only thing that that, that never should have got approved somebody made a mistake it happened with it but good thing was it got caught it wasn't and and he didn't and everything was fine with it but like the the problem is is like with veterans or people that are experienced you can't be egotistical enough. you got to understand we were all young at one point you can't just like say, yeah even though you're doing it for his well-being like look this is stupid or there's ways to word things and i don't know what the wording was was with any of this or if it was confrontational or any of that but like all you could do is just simply advise a talent like hey this is why you maybe shouldn't do that you could really kill yourself or you know you could, this is why over the past things you right like you want to stay away from this isn't the thing to to try to stand out on outside of that your job is done you don't own the company you could you could speak to somebody and say look you shouldn't let them do this but it should be over with right then and there even if that talent and they do let them use real glass that's on them then with that and they're going to have to face those repercussions and like that, that's on them but so that's where you have to like with with older and younger wrestlers like you can just give your opinion but it's like we're all just trying to go out and get over everyone's just trying to figure out their own way and stand out like so you all you can't you can't then hold a grudge with somebody because they don't listen to you with that. Or like, that's just your ego getting in the way. And that's why I tell people, like, I go, I can't, like, I can't control what other people do. I know what I believe and what I was taught. I go, great. Like, that's what I believe, what I was taught. And I know it works with it. I can just control my match and what I do, and what I'm involved with. And outside of that, I don't stress over anything anymore. I don't look, when I see something on TV, I go, it's not my thing. Not, that's their choice, like with that. And they'll either learn or they won't. It's not, but I'm not going to like hate a person. Like everyone's just trying to get over and try to figure out different ways. And so 
but uh, it's just the whole point of the the confrontation and the problems, and you know, obviously hearing the things, and when you then get you get Tony involved, and in, and in, in with the the different details that have come out on all that, like the line has been crossed with it, and you're now you're you're dividing the locker room. You've got a whole other show that you created and put the guy on and keeping people away. When you're keeping people from coming to the building, I'm telling you, this is a problem with it. And the company is going to, it is, they, I don't care if they, they lose millions on this, but they are going to be so much better off moving forward. And it's going to bring people together and keeping people like that out. It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache with it. So job well done by Tony Khan and AEW. And I look forward to seeing them continuing to improve and, uh, and, and, I hopefully hope hopefully taking over in the ratings in time with everything. And it's a good option for everybody. It's a better option. It's a better environment. And uh it's uh we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think things are gonna it might be interesting for a while, but uh that's you know, it is what it is with all of that. So guys, thank you as always for another great episode. Well, we're gonna uh check out my feed me more nutrition. I'm sorry, I got a super chat. I forgot I knew it was. Let me get to the super chats real quick. I apologize, guys. Uh, Carter Sanders, once Edge hits AEW, no one will care that Punk got fired. You know, that's another, you know, I've been told from people I've talked to that they now is the time to get some big things over there. And uh, I think I think he is going to be one of them. I do believe he's going to be a very positive addition. He's well-liked in the locker room. He is a true veteran and with with experience. He's a Hall of Famer. And uh, he could still go. So he is going to be very, very beneficial to that organization when he gets there. Michael Rocco, thank you for the super chat. Been listening to you for six years. Never heard you say anything negative about Triple H. Did you guys get along? Uh, at, yeah, at various points. And uh, I, I got very frustrated with him towards the end there. And uh, I just, he, uh, he helped a little bit early on in the two-on-one matches. I think he he helped with the coming up with the double stack of of, of double shell shocking guys and, and getting that whole thing orchestrated uh, with it and helping me get over more during that period. And I would go to him uh, occasionally. He was also the one that he told me about Punk uh, when I got inserted in that program. He came to me and let me know. He goes, just so you know, he's not as good as he thinks he is with it. And uh, and that was, you know, I I could tell you of all the top people, I, and I don't. I don't think Punk was horrible. I don't think I got a good, good effort from him. I think he was really hurt, though, and I, I always took that into account with it. And he he didn't have the, the as far as my working, I went from killing guys to then had to go and, like, work a different style match but still be dominant. And so he didn't really have a blueprint with watching previous matches of that and, like, and, and with Vince, and Vince wanted things under 10 minutes. Like there were a lot, there was a lot going on during that period. Like, it was intense with that. So like where <clears throat> it, it wasn't an easy, probably situation uh, and, and for neither of us. Cause like I, it was, it was where I, like I wasn't sitting in holds and he wanted me sitting in holds and Vince didn't want me sitting in holds. And it's like, it's like, look, we got to like find like, but he needed to catch his breath. It, it was fucking wild all of it. But that was what Hunter had, had, you know, he, he talked to me a little more during periods. The legal stuff put a real, uh, wrench and everything over the years with all of it though with it but he and then me and Hunter had things towards the end and I always was not afraid to communicate and tell him things I think WWE they're very bad at communicating and they're very it's just a, it's a shit business at times with that in there and that with that company the way things are run 
with all of it. But I've always like I don't hate him. I don't hate him. I I think me and him have a lot in common, actually. Hunter, with that, he used to be one of my favorites growing up, and I always told you it was always disappointing to me. And where I told him, I was just like, I told him, I go, he was the biggest disappointment in my time there. I go, and I've told Hunter this to his face with it towards the end when we had our different talks. I just said, I go, I looked up to you as a kid, man. You were a big reason why I got into working out, and like, I just wish we had a better relationship with it. And I just go, you're, I told him, go, you're, you're a huge disappointment to me. And he put his head down. He go, oh, don't say that. I go, I'm just being honest with you. I, go, I don't fucking like the way this relationship is with it and he was bs and lie and like it's just not good but it wasn't that's not being negative it's just the truth of the situation i wanted it to be better with it and it's like i told him when i send them the text after all the legal stuff when they reached out they like after all of this they reached out whatever it was a year and a half ago they wanted to repair the relationship with the tr the trademark thing and i and i told them essentially what i felt what it would take to repair and then him them not having the courage to even fucking you know i go the ball's in your court I go, this is the truth. These things need to be talked about. Like, this is the stuff you guys told me not to talk about with Vince and with you. Like, I need to fucking talk about this stuff with you ever. I don't care if I fucking come back. Like, I still want to talk about it. Like, it bothers me. But I was like, I don't fucking like the things that you guys did to me. And you fucked me over out of millions of dollars with a fucking ankle that's fucked up still for the rest of my life. Like, you guys lied to me. I don't like that you told me not to talk to Vince about this stuff. You guys bullshitted me. You took away my stuff. You stabbed me in the back. I want to fucking talk about it if you want to repair the relationship. And they don't. They want to act like it never happened because they're afraid with it. And so that's on them. I go, fuck, fuck, that's on you then. And I told Hunter, like, you guys got to live with that, not me with it. You feel good about it? Fine. I've got everything back. I've got my health. Sure, you made me spend some money with all this, but fuck it. It's all going to come back. So I don't give a fuck if I lose everything. It's just fucking money at the end of the day. You're not going to rob me of my sanity and my happiness like you have of so many other people. So. But it's like that's it, there's just issues with him that bother me. But I, I don't hate him. I don't hate. I don't want to hate anyone with anything. I don't care to ever talk to Vince ever again with any of that. But Hunter, I, I do like Hunter. With that, it's just I just don't agree with certain things. So, but yeah, man, that's that. And uh, guys, check out Feed Me More Nutrition. We have a Labor Day sale going on till midnight Pacific. Save thirty percent discount code Labor Thirty Labor Three Zero. Get a free shaker bottle with your orders as well. All the Ryback merch over on feedmemore.com. Don't forget, check out my hot sauce, my Ryback Pepper Slam Chug Challenge, leagueoffire.com. Check this out. It comes with the rules, guys, on it. You do the chug online. I'll tag tag me in it, and I'll post it and share the video and see if you can handle the heat, how mentally tough you are. If you like hot sauces, try my Ryback Pepper Slam Chug Challenge, leagueoffire.com. Have a great one, guys. We'll be back tomorrow, Monday through Friday, here on the People's Podcast. The Ryback Show. Until next time, my friends, stay hungry. Feed me more. Hey, Rybackers, don't forget to hit that like button, smash that subscribe, and shell shock those notifications. For the best supplements on the planet with Feed Me More Nutrition and all the latest cool new Ryback merch, visit feedmemore.com.